got a fever. And the only prescription is more... This yo, yo. is the Cigar Authority. It's the biggest helicopter leasing event in the Western Hemisphere since 1997. The Authority. Like Kobayashi. On everything cigar. The cigar takes time. Yeah. That's the whole key. And out of the cigar industry. It's in the hole. With your host. Hey, D-Man. David Garofalo. Wait, who are you? Julius Caesar? Who the hell is Julius Caesar? You know I don't follow the NBA. Mr. Jonathan. I know who I am. I'm a dude. Barry Stump. And Chuck Morrison. 60% of the time, it works every time. It's time to light them up. Screw it, let's let them do it. It's time. That's a win win for me. For the Cigar Authority. I gotta have more. Ah! It's in the hole. Thursday, July 30th, 2016, broadcasting live from the La Flor Dominicana Cigar Studios here in Salem, New Hampshire. I just flew in from Las Vegas, and boy, are my arms tired. My whole body's tired. The whole body. <laughs> it's the annual cigar trade show. It's the IPCPR. We got the highlights and the buzz. And some cigars, welcome to a special edition of Mr. No Mr. Jonathan. Uh, welcome to the Cigar Authority. I was tempted to shave my head, but I didn't. There we go. <laughs> you are listening to the Cigar Authority, the only radio show in the U.S. and, yes, the world that is always broadcast on location. And the only show that doesn't just allow smoking, we insist. We demand you light up along with us. Tune in at thecigarauthority.com where you can watch live or catch the podcast on demand at any time. Simply find us on Podbean, YouTubes, iTunes, Google Play, where you can set it and forget it. Okay, I'm back. Welcome Last home, night, brother. I'm exhausted. Exhausted. Pass one of these cigars out. You got one of yours over there, Chuck? I do. Uh, so people think I'm going to a trade show. I'm going to smoke a lot of cigars, and typically a lot of cigars are smoked. But actually, really not enjoyed because you're busy doing other things. Also, there's the humidity factor in Las Vegas, which is null. null. I mean, there's no, no moisture in the air. It's so dry. Your lips are dry. Your eyes are dry. Everything's dry, including the cigars, mm. with, the, with actually the exception of debonair, I'm debonair, um, Atabay and Byron that come sealed in the they, jars. Humidified they, jars. They, they were actually the only cigars in the whole trade show. But I want to smoke cigars I haven't smoked before. But typically, everything is very dry. So you smoke them anyway, but it's not like, wow. You know, they're, they're actually wrong to begin with. So this particular cigar we're going to light up has been sitting in the humidifier waiting for us for the show. Uh, it's a guy that was very, very popular at the trade show. Uh, but this is a cigar he made for us a couple of years ago. Well, it has often been asked, what is in a name? When you look closely at the name of the cigar, there is more than meets the eye. And if you aren't careful, it might just kick you in the cojones. The cigar made in the Dominican Republic under the watchful eye of Hochi Blanco features a Habano wrapper grown in Ecuador with a Dominican binder. The secret is in the filler, which uses high-priming tobacco from Nicaragua and the Dominican Republic. These cigars will bring you to your knees just like you got kicked in the... Yeah, well, you know. There we go. <laughs> C.O. Jones. It's not cojones. There is a dot at each one of these. C period, O period, Jones. Although the two O's Look, are actually darkened in. Like, you yeah. get the idea. Yes. So you get the idea. Cojones. And um, <laughs> it, it's funny how this cigar came to be. We made a cigar with Hochi Blanco some years ago. And uh, I wonder what year it was, if it was the 2000 predicate date. It could be. And... The idea of it was I went to the factory, I smoked the cigar, and he said, you should actually do something with me. I've known him for a lot of years and never had to make a cigar for me. You should do something with me. I said, well, this is the cigar to do it to. 
and I have never done anything with you before. And he says, I don't think so. So I said, you know what? Put these in a box. Don't put any label on the box. Just put a white band around it. I have an idea. He said, how many cigars do you want? I said, give me 300 boxes of them. And uh, I have an idea what I'm going to do with them. And we created what was called is Name That Cigar. And it went on for an entire year. We sold these 300 boxes, or however long it took to go through 300 boxes of a cigar that had no name on it, Name That Cigar. And we would have a, a drawing. If you bought a box of cigars, you got a chance in the drawing. At the end of the 300 boxes were sold, we pulled a name out of it, and the person that won got to name that cigar. Whatever they wanted to name it, within reason, and we would decide later on, we would at least go to a production run, but decide if we would continue to run that cigar afterwards. So the guy that ended up winning is Dan Jones. He works at a car dealership down the street. You ever meet Dan? I have not. No, I have not. You never met him either? No. Dan lost 100 pounds, by the way, uh, by smoking cigars. Awesome. He got a cigar every morning, lit it, took a walk, and walked till he finished the cigar further and further away from home. When When the cigar got finished, he lit a second cigar and walked back. Two cigars a day, and he lost 100 pounds. Awesome. Awesome. So anyway, Dan Jones says at the, at, uh, after winning, winning it, uh, I bring Dan in. I said, what do you want to name it? He said, I want to name it after my Uncle Carl, who uh, taught me about cigar smoking way back. That's how I began um, smoking cigars. That's all right. So I said, okay, that's interesting. So you want to name it Carl Jones? He said, C.O. Jones. Carl Orlando Jones. So C.O. Jones. I'm a gringo. I don't know. Yeah. So I write C.O. Jones. I said, it's interesting. And I say it to the manufacturer, Hochi Blanco, C.O. Jones. And he says in one word, cojones. <laughs> so he says, I like it. And I said, that's the man's name. And he said, cojones is the man's name. I said, no, C.O. Jones. He says, and explains to me what has happened here. It's hard to believe it's true, but that's exactly it. So Dan Jones' uncle, Carl Orlando Jones, becomes cojones, and it's kind of a strong cigar that has a little cojones to it, mm. and his CEO Jones. So that, that's, that's a story. This is part of the Cigar Authority care package. So we have 500 people out there smoking this right now. Yes, sir. So let's all give it a cut and light and see what it's all about. It's time to cut our cigar. The official cutting is brought to you by our friends at Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo is the brand. While all other brands were raising prices, Perdomo cut out the federal S-chip tax, and actually lowered them. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. excellence. So today we're going to be lighting up our cigar with the Vertigo Glock, which uh, according to the videos that Jonathan sent back from the IPCPR, one of the videos he did, it actually does feature the patented big-ass tank. That's what he was saying that they actually, they actually said. said it at the booth. That's crazy. So this has the big-ass <laughs> tank, large adjustment wheel. It's available in four different colors, black, brown, clear, or red. It's a triple jet. It's a thin lighter, single action, and it sells for fourteen ninety nine. Okay, before you light it, you got any taste on this thing? The spice I cannot pronounce. Cinnamon. Yes. <laughs> there's some cinnamon and... <laughs> no, there's none of that. <laughs> there's some wood. Woody. Yep. 
I don't know if there's actually any cojones to it. I wouldn't be familiar with that taste. It's coming in, though. Yeah. It's coming in. So this is a triple jet. Nice lighter. Triple jet in a straight line. Yeah. Allows you to paint the foot of the cigar as you light it. Wait till you see what they got coming out. They got some new lighters coming out. Mm. Some great-looking new lighters. Speaking of great-looking lighters or objects, being at the IPCPR, the boost, Dave. Checking in on Facebook. I was stalking you. I'll admit it. Okay. Um, and I was actually talking this with Derek downstairs, who's going to work down the uh, register today and deal with the customers. But the boosts are incredible. You know, oh, yeah. I, I made the analogy, like, coming from the corporate world, if there was a, a seminar or a function or something like that, a trade show, typically the booths are pretty boring. You know, you got a table with the standard backdrop. Not at the IPCPR. No, some I of mean, the people go for crazy. And even the Atave. I mean, yeah. well, incredible. It's got to look like. A showroom looks, floor. Yeah. Beautiful, beautiful. Nick Perdomo had the drum set. Nick Perdomo's booth was over the top. Actually, best in show. He won the best in show, his booth. Um, he's had a beautiful booth over the years for a long time. And this year was a totally new booth with the drum set in the center of it. Yeah. And uh, this big, giant circle with uh, his name on the sides and, and the logo at the bottom of it spinning around. Sick. Uh, giant booth. Uh, beautiful, beautiful. Who, who elects best in show? I, it's actually something I created years ago. Um, the first time I was on the IPCPR board, I said, you know, these people spend big money at the booth. Why don't we do a awards? And they don't even know what's happening. But we go around. We take a look. We decide. A few of us get together and say uh, on the board, mm. um, which was the best small, medium, and large. Because you can't put them all in the same category. Sure. You got a guy with one table and then you got Nick Perdomo with <laughs> 50 booths and a, and a giant drum set. The drum set wouldn't fit in somebody's single booth. So it's not fair. So it's separate thing. And then it can be overall best in show yeah. and that could be, you know, a mixture of it. Uh, and Nick won, I'm sure, the best lodge and the best uh, overall. I think that drum set was custom made by mm. Janine for Nick as a birthday present. Oh, neat. No, I didn't hear that. Really? Yeah, that's what I read on Facebook. Oh, really? So if it's on the internet, it has to be it true. It has to be true. So you know what? You know what though? Um, I was standing at the at, uh, the Byron Atterby booth the whole time at the show, and I can't tell you how many people came up for the Cigar Authority. No kidding. Oh, I know you from the cigar. I've, I've been 31 years in the cigar industry. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do so much in the cigar industry. I'm on the board of directors, but the majority of people no kidding. came up. For the Cigar Authority. Very cool. Was there anything hanging up in the booth that denoted Cigar Authority? Nothing. So they Nothing. just came and I recognize I know you're from you. the Cigar Authority. With the, you know, say something <laughs> with, with an accent in it. Yeah. And can I take a picture with you? And how's Barry doing? And, uh, awesome. oh, my God, there's Jonathan over there. And um, it, it was That's somewhat, so- we got somewhat, we're not Nick Perdomo. We're not, you know, but we got a little bit of Cigar Liberty. To us. A little cred. Was anybody yeah. seeking an autograph? No, there was no autograph. Hostess Cakes? There, there, you know, let Did me you tell you. Twinkies at the booth? Let me tell you about <laughs> Hostess Cakes. I don't know if you even heard the story. No, I have did. not. So Gianna, my daughter, says we have to check out this donut shop that's down there. And uh, I should have the name here somewhere, the donut shop. Donut Bar in Las Vegas. Mm. They make a creme brulee donut. Ooh. And so you know a donut but no hole in it, and the creme brulee is put on top, and then to get into it, you got to kind of, like, crack it. Stop it. Stop it. Right? Oh. And then it, the stuff oozes out. 
what's inside of it. And I see a picture of it, and she says, Dad, we've got to go to this place. There's no time. I don't have any time to it. So I, I, have, to, I have a meeting, an IPCR board meeting at 8 o'clock, um, and there's a breakfast even before that. So she says, I'll go get the donuts. You guys, you do the, your, your meeting. And I said, just save me a donut at, at the very least right. yeah. and get some for some of our friends that, that are out there. That, that I did see. I did see okay. uh, deliveries being made to some of the booths. So she goes to look to see when they open, and they say anything uh, more than a couple of dozen or something, please call in advance. So she calls up, and she orders 8,000 donuts nice. to the answering machine of it or the um, online, whatever she writes into it. They actually call her back and say, is this real? And she says, yeah, you know, I need 8,000 all the same, creme brulee, yes, 8,000 of the same thing. So um, we went to Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? Yeah, TV I saw show that. the night before. Yeah. So that's when they call. We're, we're there, and the phone rings, and she says, i got to answer this because this is the donut shop, and they may think it's fake if I don't answer it. So she ends up answering while we're on the sh- doing the show. Oh, my God. <laughs> Good thing she wasn't but, a contestant. But that might have been the right, front. Right, right, right. In case, you know, they, they think it's fake, and then we don't get the donuts, and what was more important than the donuts? Nothing. 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 <laughs> so um, they go pick it up in the morning, and the guy says, well, you know, we're a pretty famous donut shop. People come from all around the world to get this, but this is the single largest order of creme brulee we've ever had. Awesome. Ever. Awesome. So that's it. He takes a picture of them getting the donuts. <laughs> He's all happy that it's there, and then we pass them out to everybody. It was an incredible donut, um, but yes. I don't, unfortunately... They have no shelf life, nor no, do no, they last. No. They become hard as a rock. Yeah. yeah. And I assume they become even harder, a creme brulee, because of right. the crustiness. So did, did the reputation live up to its expectations? How was the donut Great itself? donut. Awesome. Great donut. Yeah. yeah I, I recommend it. It is the donut bar, um, the creme brulee in particular. Uh, they got eight dozen creme brulees, and then they got a mixed dozen just to see yeah. of these different things, which were all really nice, but the creme brulee is the go-to. Tell them the Cigar Authority sent you. It's the creme brulee donut at the Donut Bar in Las Vegas. Make a point to go there. You won't be sorry. Love it. <laughs> so you mentioned, before we, before we continue on, because you mentioned the uh, who wants to be a millionaire. How yeah. was that? Did you guys get picked to be contestants, or were you just audience no. members? No, and, and then I'll, I'll give you a little, little trick of what it is. They take everybody in there, and then they talk to everybody. You know, they take, ah. So maybe if there's 100 people, they'll pick... 33, 33, 33. There's three groups. Okay. And then somebody... Are they screening you? Is that the intent? They are. Yeah. I, you don't know it, though. Uh-huh. So now I'm giving you a heads up of what happened. So a bubbly, couple of bubbly girls come over and, hi, everybody. Where you from? Where you from? And they start asking questions. And, and who here likes blah, 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 or whatever. So I'm just answering the questions that's going on. But there's a few people that are saying, oh, we're from, Cal-, you know, whatever. Yeah. And the next thing you know, they say, okay, after they talk to everybody for 15 minutes as a group, you, you, and you come with me. And then they talk to them separate. They have to actually answer a little trivia question mm. to see if they got some sort of brains. And the next thing you know, they're the ones that are on the show. Nice. So if I only knew it, I would have been yeah, more bubbly, bubbly and whatever. Did anybody win on the show? Terrible. No kidding. Is it aired on TV or is it just like an in-house thing? No, no. It's going to be on the show. They said look for whatever later on. Um, It was um, bring back week or something like that. Some people that they brought back that had lost before and they brought them back. Second chance. Second chance. I believe that's what it was called. 
second chance. So when you see the second chance week air, we were there for three of the five shows. Oh, wow. yeah. How long was how long were you guys in there for? How long is that? A couple hours? Three or? hours, yeah. Did it get three. kind of old? No, it was interesting. Yeah. The, the guy, uh, I don't watch it, but the... Um, the host? The, the host, yeah. He used to be Meredith Vieira. And then before that, it was Regis. This is a guy that's on The Bachelor show, Bachelorette. Oh, okay. Don't watch that. Get the that rose right or whatever it is. Yeah. So Gianna knows him from there and says, oh, and nice guy. Uh, used to be a sportscaster, and, you know, there's a comedian in between each time they take breaks, and he's keeping everybody happy. Yeah. 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 You want the audience to react. Yeah, yeah. So he, Unlike our audience is probably falling asleep right we, now. Yeah, we could use the uh, <laughs> the fluffer, basically, the guy that comes in. Well, fluffers use it in another industry. Oh, really? Yes. That's a different industry? Yes. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, but so, all in all, fun. You saw fun. a concert? You saw a show? Yep. So saw uh, Eddie Money. Now, now, we were kind of teasing him last week yeah. uh, before you guys went out there about his age. He kind of lost the fastball. Shoot us straight. How was the show? I kind of heard he was good. He was good. He's got that gravelly voice anyway. Yeah. So he, that is him. But um, his band is his, his kids. Oh, wow. His daughter was sensational. Uh, son's on the guitar. I don't know. Uh, you know, and there's a, maybe another son on, on another instrument, uh, keyboards or whatever. And uh, then a couple other people. So some of the songs, he actually walks off stage and rests or whatever, and then he comes back and he does... Uh, <laughs> Probably takes, takes a little the oxygen. Box. Right. <laughs> I think he's like 70 years old, right? Close to it. Yeah. Incredible. And I saw a picture that he was smoking on stage. Yeah. So wow. he gets a cigar from somebody and puts it in his mouth. It's unlit. The daughter gets a cigar, puts it in her mouth, lights it, and she's smoking a cigar. And next thing you know, he says, the hell with this. Light it. So he leans over and somebody lights a cigar. Mm. She says, Dad, you haven't had a cigarette in 10 years. And he says, I'm smoking tonight. And he liked it. And he smoked a cigar through the show. Uh, you know, puffs in between yeah. words and stuff like that. So uh, wow. You didn't turn green? No. He, he said he liked it. And she <clears> was going. going to t- It wasn't her first rodeo, let okay. me tell you. <laughs> and uh, was place was going crazy because everybody was smoking anyway. Going to the concert, smoking cigars. You could smoke uh, there. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I saw IPCP, IPCPR sent out an email to its members requesting that they follow the smoking regulations. Evidently, people were smoking on the concourses. I had heard that. But yeah. on the concert, you were able to smoke. You were able to, yeah. That's cool. That's yeah, awesome. we, we rented the place with the understanding that we're smoking the whole time before, during, and after in, in there. Excellent. And I'm sure there's a... I know there's an extra charge for everything. <laughs> yeah, oh, sure. uh, the cleaning charge has to be through the roof. I mean, they hammer you when you smoke on a rental car. I can only right. imagine in an arena. But let me tell you, the lighting was sensational with smoke. Oh, I bet. Sensational. The beams of light that were going through. The, the name of the club, I think, was Light. Was that the name of the club? There's a place called Lit. But I don't know. Lit Light. But I haven't could been be. there for a while, yeah. so it could be a newer club. Anyway, new it's, let's go with Light. Yes. Yeah, it's a cool you know, it's probably a cool hip club. Yeah. Um, and, um, you know, they normally probably have to pump in some smoke to right. make the lights look <laughs> as cool as they did. Didn't need to. Oh. <laughs> we had this thing. Awesome. You know, it was, uh, it was awesome. The, the lighting was good. The show all in all, I mean, there was so much going on between all the industry information and seminars that were happening there. John Taffer. Yes, my for, man. Fire for, Rescue. Uh, he was awesome. Well, Jonathan surprised. said last week he wanted to get a picture with Taffer. And he walked off the stage. 
after it was over. We thought we, we could do it. Mingle, uh, no well, mingle. later on, I see pictures of people that were – he went to some of the booths and stuff. I didn't know he was in, oh, really? in the room. Oh, really? walked he, the floor he, a little he bit. He ended up walking the floor. I never saw him at that point. Uh, but he was good. He was he was tough on retailers. And good. Here's what you got to do and with the, what they need. You know. And was he? I mean, he comes from the from the bar and restaurant industry. Yeah. How cigar old? smoker. He's been a cigar smoker since he was like 12 years old. Oh, cool. And uh, always liked it, and still buys cigars on a regular basis and all that. And he says, you know, I don't know the cigar industry besides loving cigars and stuff, but I know industry. It's the same as the it's bar retail. industry. Yeah. He says, you better get into entertaining your your customer and being their customer service. And uh, everything that a bar and a restaurant and a cigar store has to be the same thing or else we're going to lose. Now, they yeah. say you can't teach an old dog new tricks. 31 years in the business. Plenty. Did I you would, learn anything? I there? learn a lot all the time. I learn a lot all the time. And, and certainly him. I would love him to be. He did maybe 45 minutes an hour or something. Great. I, I need four days yeah, with the man. guy. Yeah. You know? Yeah. He's great. I, I, driving in today, I actually heard him on uh, satellite radio. He was doing an interview with Jenny McCarthy and... Uh, immediately thought about yeah. him being out there, and it's cool that he's a cigar smoker. Yeah, I would yeah. love him to come to the store. And, you know, he's a guy that could walk in the store and in two minutes say, this is, this is wrong, this is wrong. But uh, some of the things that he was talking about is, you know, if you've been doing it the same way, I, you know, I come in, walk into the store, everything looks not nice to me, but i got to go in with other eyes and stuff like that, and it's probably time to remodel. Yeah. You know, it's been a long time. And, you know, I got lots of notes that I took as that went on. And, uh, you guys brought in new rocking chairs. For our audience, if you haven't checked it out, go to Dave's Facebook page. You'll see some pictures of new rocking chairs, right? They're on your, I think they're on your page. Or maybe the cigar. I, I, saw, I saw it the first time when I came in this morning. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was going to ask if that was influenced by. No, I saw so, it the first time. They're awesome. They look I, like, what did you say, Barry? They, it reminds me of Professor X from the X-Men because the side of these chairs are round, circular sides with an extra on. So okay. all I can think of is Charles Xavier from the X-Men. Are they cool? They're very cool. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. Comic book movie. Okay. So, they're like they're, NFL linemen cheer. They're huge. Right. Yeah. They're huge. My fat ass fits in them. There we go. So <laughs> I like it. <laughs> and they're sturdy and they're good. Everything's good, right? I didn't break any yet. So, <laughs> so you, you, like you've been to more cigar stores than I have. You come into a cigar store and you get into a chair like that. You think, wow, this is cool. This is Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, for me, I'm different than the average guy. I mean, like we got Frank sitting in the audience. It'll eat he them. fits eat in, them up, right? Yeah, he fits into any chair. Me, yeah. I got to find a place that has a chair that fits. Yeah, it's just like when I go shopping for a car, I don't want the coolest car; it has to fit me. Right. The chair was comfortable. Hmm. I could have easily fallen asleep. Yeah, yeah. It was definitely. So I came in rocking. this morning. I saw these in the Dominican. You know, when I'm having them built, basically, and I sat in it when I got here t- this morning just to see what it was like. <laughs> and my legs are short. <laughs> so reach the floor. You know, yeah, you know, you little kids when they yeah, and yeah. their legs are swinging. That's how it is with me. And I'm like, oh my god! Either I lean forward so I can mm-hmm. touch the ground, but if I if I put my back towards it, the back at all, I'm a little kid with my legs swinging because they. <laughs> what, uh, what was that movie with Lily Tomlin where everything was big around her and she was small? Oh, man. It wasn't Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. That's what I was thinking. But of. it was a similar premise. But that's how Dave was in the chair. I'm surprised yeah. you didn't fall asleep, Dave. Oh my god. If, if I sat another minute or two, <laughs> I'm hurting. If I can pull this show off, man, it's tough, tough. Yeah, we're here for you, man. Yeah, we'll help you out. So, let's talk some cigars. Like how you, we talked about the boost a little bit, but uh, new cigars. So, people brought them over to me. I didn't make my way around to a lot of booths, um, 
And as I say, the cigars were everybody's cigar except for the Byron Atabam Bandolero, which were humidified. Mm-hmm. Everybody's cigar had a remember they got there, you know, almost a week before setting up and, and doing everything. Everything dried out. Everything was was a, you know, and they would say it too. Here's the cigar, but it's kind of dried out. So I got Humi bags and stuff like that. And we're gonna in the next hour, we're gonna all smoke a different cigar that I put in a Humi bag. It's only been in it for five days, but it's absorbing and it's getting better anyway. But on the show floor, as I was tasting cigars, I would like to say, oh my God, wait till you try this, wait till you try that. Yeah. But it was, it's, it's not fair to the cigar actually. That's the one thing that surprises me about the industry. Everybody builds these big elaborate booths at the trade show, and then they just stick the cigars like in a closet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like you would think that you're trying to show somebody a cigar to purchase, you would have them humidified. Yeah, That's right. And the only booth that was humidified was Byron, Atomy, and Pindalero because everything comes, including the tube, everything is humidified. And that's pretty much what I, what I smoked while I was there yeah. uh, over and over and over. because it was, Yeah, which, <laughs> which was terrible. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, yeah, that was, that was mostly the issue. And, you know, you go over to a manufacturer at night and you're smoking their cigar, but, you know, you, we're here in New England and we don't have that dry problem. Well, it sounds like Vegas degree. may not be the best place for this trade show. We have a problem where nobody wants us. We're lucky we got a place to go. And we know the next two years at least is going to be in Vegas. So. Yeah, and last year was New Orleans. Yeah. It was the reverse problem. Too right. much humidity. Couldn't keep the cigars lit. Yeah. And it's so funny that people have to try the cigar before they buy it, make sure it's okay and all that. And you, you had to think that it wasn't as good as it should be. And then you place the order anyway. Yeah. We bought cigars untasted from reputation and things like that of a company. So, for instance, Padron 90th anniversary, 90th birthday cigar came out. Uh, uh, Jose Padron's 90th birthday, they created a cigar for him. Very very different in, in respect that it's round instead of square. Mm. In a tube. In a tube, which never had a tube before. I, don't, I have no idea what it tastes like. I didn't get a sample. Uh, I bought it. I don't know what it's going to be like. I'm sure it's going to be fantastic. Um, I hope I get a sample and get to sit on it and then smoke yeah. it and, and, and be able to tell you in advance of, of when it comes out. But um, No, you don't have to answer this if you don't want to. Yeah. But as far as a buy goes, is that a large buy? I mean, buying blind like that, or are you kind of conservative? That, that, there's enough customers of Padron. Yeah. That everybody's going to want to try it. Yeah. You know, it was the buy of the Padron um, humidor that, that we did. <laughs> yeah. You know, I bought seven at 6000 a piece, yeah. and they all went. So you kind of know they're going to go if you're an educated yeah. retailer that knows your audience of who you're going to have. Uh, but then again, if it's not good, you don't want to sell cigars that aren't good to your customer. But reputation of some a, a Padron. Sure. You know, yeah. it lives by, they're not even going to put it out if it's, it wasn't good. They didn't do it just for the sake of, let me get this out before the predicate date. It's his dad's 90th birthday, I'm sure. It's they were awesome. working on this in order to pull the tube off anyway. That takes a year or so right. anyway. So they were geared up for this. That's another thing you look at is, did somebody slap the cigar together just to make the predicate date? Remember, we're a week away. Next Monday is D-Day here. There's no new cigars. Whatever I saw at that show, that's the end of it. This is it, what I'm looking at. Most of which are unsmokable cigars from somebody who slapped it together. I don't want a sample of it. I don't even want to smoke it. I'm not going to buy it. Don't waste this. You know, here, try this. 
How is it? And I say, well, you know, it needs anything. I don't even want to taste it. <laughs> yep. I'm going to tell you, there was an aroma of ammonia. I bet. An aroma of ammonia smell at some of these booths because they put the cigar out and they're not ready and I don't even want to smoke it. There was an interesting article from a newspaper down in Ybor City. And it was an interview with actually Eric Newman, who will be here on the show next week. Next week. And he was saying that they came out with 10 different lines of cigars. But after like a month or two, they're going to pull them back, put them the way they should be, and then put them back out in a year. Okay. So it was, they're admitting it. It's just to get around the August 8th. So I love those guys. And I know for a fact, we know the Black Diamond from Diamond Crown was planned to come out. It was, and that's the one I bought from them. And that is the one I bought from them. That's it. They have the other ones. We didn't buy them. I didn't smoke them. I didn't try them. I have samples of them. I'll get to them. But which one am I going to buy? The one I knew for certain that it was, it was going on. Definitely. Um, lots of Fuente stuff, of Opus X, of mm. different things. And supposedly we're going to get some of Min. Yeah, 20th anniversary of yeah. Opus. And- so these are things that typically the, the person that buys an Opus anyway gets it and puts it, puts it aside and lets it rest anyway. And eventually it becomes a good cigar. Right. Maybe it's a good cigar now. I have no idea. Um, they're not people that even give a sample out anyway. So, yes, I will end up taking those things in. There will be limited amounts that we have. And with the understanding to the customer who wants to buy it, it's probably not ready. Right. You know. Right. I'm, I'm not in the habit of selling cigars that are not ready no. to be consumed. Right. I don't, I, it's a very uncomfortable but, situation to be in. But it's like you said, the Opus customer expects that. Yeah. You know, outside of the Petite Lancero, I don't think any of them are ready without at least a year's age on it. Yeah. I met a couple that own a store. Oklahoma, maybe. They have a store with hundreds of Lanceros. No kidding. I heard about that store. Somebody told me about it on Facebook. I don't know if it's Fuego and something, but somebody told me there's this one cigar shop that's basically all Lanceros. Yeah. Because we had mentioned on the show once that nobody carries Lanceros because they don't sell. Yeah. And there's this one yeah, shop. Yeah, we got into it. I don't know if they're listening mm-hmm. to the show because they had mentioned, yeah. you know, you're not into the Lancero. I said, I'm not into it because it doesn't sell. I don't say it's not a We were giving the Recluse thing. guys kind of a hard time. Right. Yeah. And he said, and I mentioned to them, oh, Recluse has one because he, he says to me, does Byron and Atabay have a Lancero? I said, hell no. And by <laughs> the way, the shop is in Houston and it's okay. H-Town. The name of the shop is H-Town. Okay. And they are known for having special editions made yes, strictly that's in them. the Yes, that's them. That's somebody online. Yeah, thank you. So it's Andix who let us know in the chat. Yes, room. it and is. And how are they doing business-wise? He it's- says it's good, and people know that, that we're the place that goes, and they have people from all around the country that are into that. He's the guy that has it. and uh, That's niche, they're, man. They're around looking for that. Wow. Wow. And, you know, I'm, I'm typically Talk about the guy, a niche within a niche. Like I'm looking at the guy's price list, and I go, all right, I'll take the Churchill, the Robusto, right. the Toro, skip the Lancero, skip the <laughs> Torpedo. And the guy's like, you know, they're really good and stuff. Skip the Lancero, skip the Torpedo. You know, I'm, I'm playing the, the cards as red. Yeah. Anyway, so um, what do you think of C.O. Jones? We're doing a lot of talk, and I, I'm, I'm enjoying it because it's not dried out. I actually had to relight at one point because I was talking too much. It actually has a nice sweetness to it that kind of masks the peppery strength. Of yeah. Um, caramel, chocolatey, yeah. really good. Yeah, I got the caramel going on myself. Um, 
It's very nice. A little cinnamon, like you said on the pre-light. Yeah. I'm getting a little cinnamon. For a full-body cigar, I can, I can suffer through it. You know, I can get through the cigar. It's, um, and this was ahead of its game. This is before Hochi blew up and the aging room. You know, this is all before all that stuff. Hochi's booth was rocking. Yeah. He's got a lot of things. This is La Galera and all the different things. Hochi, for the first time, is at the booth. And, cool. you know, he's a behind-the-scenes guy, and there he was in front. And he was tired, though. He was, this was his first show yeah, anyway. Go back on the Cigar Authority over the last week. It's one of the videos that uh, Gianna, Dave's daughter, went yeah. and got out, who, by the way, did a phenomenal job well, feeding thank videos you for that. Thank you. to the Cigar Authority. But you could go check out Hochi on thecigarauthority.com. All right, we're going to take a break. When we get back, um, we have lots to talk about different brands. I'll tell you about the seminars, the overall feeling of the regulations of FDA. We're eight days away, so sit back, relax. You're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Radio Network. Truly bold cigars like a good story. Perfectly crafted throughout, and you never want it to end. Take it from Rob Weiss, member of Camacho's Board of the Bold and the creator of the award-winning TV series Entourage. The Camacho Corojo is hand-built from authentic Corojo seeds, built for the expert palate and fine-tuned for maximum flavor impact, consistency, and quality. Walking in, you're greeted with the aroma of friendship. You move to the humidor and reach into the Hallmark molded steel box, retrieving the only cigar worthy of such elegant protection. Your cut is meticulous. The light, easy and full. Your taste buds are immediately inundated with a barrage of wood and rare spice flavors, all finished with a trademark plume of smoke. Moscow City Series from Hammer and Sickle. Live well. It's an exquisite day here at the Jensen Estate patio overlooking the 13th green. And we're underway. Jim Jensen has chosen his favorite stick. The Diamond Crown Number no. 4 by J.C. Newman. See the way he holds the cigar, Tom? Mm-hmm. Excellent balance and heft. Ooh, he's eyeing the silky Connecticut Shade Wrapper, fermented twice for the smoothest, richest flavor. And hand-rolled by the Fuente family with a blend of six to seven distinct Dominican and Caribbean basin tobacco leaves. Each lovingly aged for at least five years. Oh, now Jensen's lighting up the Diamond Crown. He's got a precision burn, Tom. Mm, Those highly complex flavors with hints of dark chocolate really deliver, Bill. Yes, like all cigars in J.C. Newman's premium diamond crown line. That'd be the highly rated Maximus and the Julius Caesar. Ah, now Jensen's settling in, rolling the rich smoke through his nose. Look at the satisfaction on his face, Bill. Oh, a thing of beauty, Tom. Experience the premium diamond crown brand by J.C. Newman at select retailers or diamond crown lounge near you. Find us on Facebook at J.C. Newman Cigar Co. or visit diamondcrown.com. You've heard us over and over again talking about the brands who advertise on the Cigar Authority show. Now here's your chance to try them all in samplers we call the Sponsors Deal. The Sponsors Deals are just that. Deals from the cigar brands that support the Cigar Authority. To see this week's Sponsors Deal, which not only run out every week, but is always limited. Just go to thecigarauthority.com and on the right-hand side, simply click the Sponsors Deal to see what this week's Sponsors Deal is. Please help the brands that help us bring you the Cigar Authority. Our friends at twoguyscigars.com will get it out for you, and you'll be getting a great deal while helping those who help us. The Sponsors Deal from the Cigar Authority sounds like a win-win-win to me. This is Rob Weiss from BG Myers Cigars, and you are listening to the Cigar Authority. Yeah, it's done. 
Okay, we're back live from the La Fuerte Dominicana studios. You're listening to The Cigar Authority, a broadcast now over six years running about cigars and the nonsense surrounding it. It's anything but nonsense this week at the IPCPR with the dooming regulations just eight days away from ramping, this, ramping up this uh, cigar industry and basically destroying it. So welcome back, everybody, to The Cigar Authority. That was the... Uh, that was it. Wherever you went, it was FDA talk from, from setting up the booth and, and to the seminars and pretty much kind of doom and gloom at the very, very beginning mm. of it. And then the seminar start, which was the educational form of it, and saying, here's what it is, here's what it is, here's what it is. Questions, answers. We have some answers. You know, they actually didn't answer if um, they didn't know for sure this is what the answer is. You know, you know uh, the opinion stuff would happen after What's your opinion of this? But here's what we know. Here's the exact thing. You actually have some we know what's going to happen eight days from now. Right. Um, all of the seminars, usually it's pretty sparse, especially in Vegas, that you uh, went out too late and the seminars in the morning and, you know, people walking late. Not this year. Wow. Everybody was there. This was it. It was showtime. Yeah. It mattered. And every single one of these seminars were jam-packed, Great. Uh, you know, standing room only type of things. And, and they thought they were going to be big, so they put extra seating and stuff. And it exceeded even what we expected to end up happening there. So everybody cared. And um, leaving the seminar, it actually, everybody's thoughts were different. Everybody actually felt better. And they came out. And the overall thing was a good thing. Not that it, it's a good thing that it happened, but it wasn't, oh, what well, was me? I'm in big trouble. Um, you know, this industry is over. It was actually, oh, all right, we know what it is. We can live with this. We're going to be okay. Now, remember, I'm talking about the retailer that's there. This is a retail organization. This is a, a, a trade show and seminars for retailers. And the retailer came out and felt, okay, we're going to be okay. And I believe that. I believe the retailer is okay. It is going to trickle down to money and there's going to be issues and we're not going to see new brands and all that's going to happen. But the retailer, is, for the most part, is going to be okay. When it comes to the manufacturer, it's not the same. I think the big manufacturer says, we're going to be okay. We actually may be better off. Well, there's some people who believe that some of the bigger manufacturers actually pushed for this. Yeah, and we, and we heard that from smaller manufacturers at the Circle Bar and things like that that yeah. said, you know, they didn't fight very hard or they concern. didn't fight at all. Um, but it is what it is. Whatever they believe that, you know, nobody's going to come forward and say, yes, I'm glad this happened. I don't think they're going <laughs> to actually say it, but do I believe that? In some respects, yeah. Yeah. Um, the little guy is going to get hurt. That's how I feel, and I think that's how they feel after the last day of the trade show. Because as much as I talk to some manufacturers, the bigger manufacturers, and they say, we did more business in the first day than we did last year. More business in one day than the four days we did last year. Why is that? And the, and, uh, the trade show was up. It was up 14% for the amount of retailers that went to the show. Okay. First off, last year was very bad. So 14% was probably where it should have been anyway. So it wasn't that it was astronomically met much more people. It was a little more compact, and the show didn't look as, as sparse as it, as it was the year before. Um, the people that were there went and bought 
uh, we, as they should. I mean, I was a speaker at it, and I, the, the one question they said is, you're at, at a trade show, you're a top retailer, what is your thing? And I said, buy, 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 mm. because the prices are going up, the thing's on deal today, there's a chance to make a lot of money, get out there and buy. Supposedly they did, because the big manufacturer says, oh, my God, in one day we did more than we did all last year. Incredible. The little guy says, I did half of what I did last year. Half. In the four days. Now, what, what is happening? As you look at that, know that information of what's said. And I didn't talk to everybody, but I talked to enough people to, to get a good, good idea of how, how it turned out. Uh, what does that mean? That means the retailer says, I have to go with grandfathered in products that I can continue to keep on my shelf because in two years it has to come off no matter what. I got to go with safety. They're playing the easy, the easy card and, and the safe bet that's there. Yeah. And they sunk their, you know, again, a vote is their money. Right. They voted with their wallet and they said, this is the safe bet. And they're playing it safe. Ah. And that's what it looked like to me. Now, there are some exemptions to the rule. There are some smaller manufacturers that had... We looked like pretty good shows. Um, I heard Saka was packed. Packed. And he, and he told me he did more numbers than he thought he was going to do. I, uh, I could see Caldwell Cigar, another small guy that yeah. was there. He was pretty packed. Good. Nick Melillo, pretty packed. Yeah. Um, you know, um, but for the majority, again, the people were making their way around there, but it, it Pack does not necessarily mean I got a lot, lots of orders. Right. You know, yeah. looking at the product and placing that small little order as opposed to going to a big booth and, you know, blowing it all yeah. out there. Um, we were a little booth, right? We're, we're just uh, out of a Byron, Bandolero, United Cigar stuff and everything. We did almost the entire year last year, the first day. Not quite, but almost. That's incredible. Yeah. That's incredible. So, um, again, our placement was awesome. We were between Oliva and Davidoff. And those both booths were jam-packed. So they were behind. They couldn't keep up with what they had. And they would say to somebody, you know, I need 20 minutes. Okay. And they would spill over to us. I land them and give them back. I mean. I think they heard you might have donuts. And we had donuts. There you go. But, I mean, I'm not sure if you guys were giving away samples or whatever, but one taste, and you're, mm. in my opinion, you're hooked. It's yeah, some people said, I don't want to waste it now. I'm going to take it tonight and smoke it tonight. I'll see you tomorrow. And tomorrow morning, there he was and said, oh, my God, it's the best cigar I've ever had in my life. Yeah. yeah. You want to do this, or what do you want to, what do? You want to do? <laughs> you can, can you do this? And, and I know a lot of retailers listen to the show, and the, if they came up to the booth, the first thing they get at our booth that's very different than everybody else's booth is why you should not carry this cigar. Oh. Why you should not. If you are not going to place this in a good spot, and if you are not going to take care of it, and if you are not going to show this, you know, oh, I got a self-service type of store, and, they say, and I'm going to put it in the corner over there. Don't even take them because you're going to be very, very, very disappointed. This has to be highlighted and shown. It's a, it's a high-end product. Yes. You have this type of store, and some people would show me pictures of their store. Is it okay? I, of course, it's okay no matter what. But I'm just trying to save you yes. the aggravation of saying, I took these in, and I, I'm not even going to do it. If you're on board, that you're going to do the right thing with it, you will have success because I'm a retailer myself, and I know what we do with what it. What a great strategy. Yeah. yeah. Well, I don't know. It's, it's almost the, the worst of me, you know, I... No, because like, I am think, I the worst salesman you ever no, saw well, in your life? I think, I'm talking no, about it. You're being honest. Yeah. The way I look at it is one. you're building a long-term relationship. In other words, by being upfront and honest with the retailers, if they do decide to commit and you're setting them up for success, 
Yeah. They're going to stick around. They're going to have yes. success. You're going to have success. Everybody who has ever taken the product on has kept it with the exception of one, manuf- one retailer that pulled out. And he was at the booth the first thing, and he loaded up. And he, he was out. Should I even say who this yeah, is? Yeah, why not? Let's, people can go there and buy it. All right. So it was Corona in Florida who started okay. off with it as soon as we came out with as soon as Nelson came out with it and got it. And, and after the first nine months or something said, he's just not going. They're in jobs. It's very tough. Um, it's closed. People don't do it. And I know his stores are great stores, and his sales staff can show it and sell it, and that's what they do. Does he have anything by Miami, in Miami, that area? No, he's in Orlando. Okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. Sand Lake is one, and he also uh, partnership with Davidoff in Tampa, correct? In Tampa, yeah. Okay. So Davidoff, who carries all their stores, carry it, yeah. as they should. Yeah. He's now partners with Davidoff. So maybe he went to the Davidoff stores <laughs> and saw, holy God, they're moving this, and I can do this. You know, you have to actually do it. You know, if you're a retailer, you actually have to put the effort in to be able to sell because you don't see it. It's not advertised. It's not promoted. And they say, when are you going to make your way around? Are you going to come to my store? I said, never. I will never be to your store. What's the promotion? None. None. (laughs) There's no promotion. There's no nothing. Yeah. And, you know, you're not going to get a call from us or, you know, call me next week and I'll do it. I said, it's not going to happen. I'm never going to call you. And they looking at me like I'm crazy. I go, I'm just a retailer, man. I'm just helping this guy out. Yeah. Uh, if you think you can do this, I'm telling you why you shouldn't. If, if, if you can get past all these, I shouldn't do it, then you should do it because it, it, it's going to make your cigar shop stand out from all your competitors just having this product yeah. because it is so different and so great, and you, you will have the great different store. If you want to end up doing it and you, and you promise yourself, well, promise me, promise yourself you're going to do the right thing with this, it's going to be huge. All right. You know, yeah. some people end up walking away, and I say, good, good. You know, maybe next year. True story for you real quick. Yeah. So uh, this week I was literally asked, a buddy of mine's getting married in October, and he wants to get cigars for all his groomsmen. And he said, Chuck, you work on a cigar show. What would you recommend? And I said, there's only one. If you really want to blow people away, there's only one cigar that's yeah. out of it. So I I'm not sure if he's come in yet, but he'll be coming yeah. in. And yeah, if, if you want to make a that's statement. That's a special this cigar. Is, I mean, it. that's a, yeah. yeah. So uh, very interesting, very interesting uh, overall. Um, one of the things was retailers' best practices. They did, um, at the show, they had seminars even when you were eating lunch. There's a lunch area where all the, it, it's free lunch for everybody that goes. So from 12 to 1 o'clock or 12 to 1.30 or something is you go there and grab your lunch when you can. So they set up a stage there, and they said, maybe people will pay attention, maybe they won't, but we want not only seminars in the morning, mm. um, even when they sit down for lunch, we want to do it, and no budget. So who are they going to get for no budget? They're going to get the manufacturers and the retailers to do it. So there was a manufacturer seminar where they sat up there, and they had uh, Rocky Patel and a, and a couple other guys, and they would talk about cigars. And then uh, on another day, they had retailers, and that was Abe from Smoke Inn, yeah. and it was John from uh, Drapers, and, and... And yourself. And me. I saw that. And I saw the picture. It looked like it was very well attended. Packed. Yeah. Every one of these things were packed. It, again, very, very good that they, the other retailers care to try to make themselves better. If I wasn't the one on stage, I would be in the audience myself yeah. because I want to learn something. Does somebody get something out of that? The answer is yes, no matter what. And it's 31 years for me. Do I get something? I was the guy on stage, but there were two other people. So 
I was getting something from what they were saying because we don't know these questions that are coming up. We talked a little in advance of this is where we want to go. We don't want to turn this to an FDA conversation. We w- this part of it was supposed to be about, okay, somebody comes in your store you know, or, or your staff. How do you hang on to your employees or um, you know, how do you treat your customers and people are going online buying. How can we end up helping it? I know everybody got plenty out of it, because I certainly did. And not from the stuff that I said that I know, but from from Abe and John, whatever they said, or Michael Herklotz, who moderated it, who is a retailer himself, and was throwing some little things in. Because as I would say something, they would say, and, you know, I've done this and this and this. And I'm like, that's awesome. Cool. You know, that's good. Were you guys taught, like, like sales techniques, setup? Yeah, you know, from... Furniture? Rocking chairs? From... from, (laughs) As soon as they're engaging the customer when they walk in, um, not selling them something that they're not going to like, you know, sell them the right product for the thing, talk about the, you know, storytelling type of thing that they want to hear. You know, believe it or not, I mean, you're a consumer for a long time, too. You want to hear about not just this is a mild cigar, here's the story. Let me tell you about the cigar. I've said it before. Cigars have a certain romanticism about them. Yeah. As a consumer, especially when you first get in it, you want to be romanced by the cigar. You want to know what it is you're smoking. You want to know the story behind it. Yeah. You know, you want, it, you want to be enticed. And I think too many retailers don't entice their consumers. I got I to gotta learn how to smoke cigars again. And I got back. <laughs> My cigar went out on me again. And that's you're because, a lot. No, because over there, you would light a cigar, and you don't even have to puff on it. It would stay lit no matter what. It was so dry. <laughs> And so, uh, now I am talking too much. but So we are skipping over the most important thing that happened at the trade show. Yeah. Um, you received a award, the Cigar Rights Defense yes. of Liberty Award. I did. I did. It's very nice, and I'm honored to receive an award or recognition. I'm honored to get recognition of the things I do. And this is a double-edged sword, though, how I feel about it. And I said it to Glenn Lupe um, when he presented me, thank you so much. And it's very nice because they only give one of these out. And I'm the guy this year, and he knows everything I fight. I fight for myself, and I fight for everybody else, too. I'm a fighter. But I got an award, and I lost. I've been fighting, and we lost. I fought for FDA, and I lost. And I got an award for losing the battle. I go, it's kind of weird. It's like something I don't want to hang on the wall of, here's one that I fought and lost. You know, it's kind of double-edged sword, but I appreciate it. I want to take 30 seconds and just tell people what the plaque said. All right. So it's Cigar Rights of America hereby recognizes David Garofalo and Two Guys Smoke Shop for steadfast support of the legislative effort to defend the ability to produce, sell, and enjoy premium cigars, for the commitment to providing a world-class environment for America's cigar enthusiasts to enjoy great cigars, and for working to spread the message of cigar freedom through the Cigar Authority radio show and for his tireless work on behalf of the cigar industry, consumers, and retail tobacconist community of New Hampshire and throughout the nation. Cigar Rights of America hereby recognizes David Garofalo and Two Guys Smoke Shop with the Cigar Rights Defense of Liberty Award for leadership, dedication, and contributions to the passion we share, simply enjoying a great cigar. Very nice. I think it's well-deserved. Yeah, Yeah. thank you, thank you. It would have been so much nicer if we ended up winning and then say, okay, I work really hard to win. I, it, it's, you know, you, you fight and lose and if, whatever, but I continue to fight even though we've already lost. It's funny because it, fun, it reminds me of one battle you won. 
Yeah. You went to the state house here to the ability to sell liquor in a cigar store. Right. Yeah, man. You won the battle. I did. And they said, all right, Mr. Garofalo, are you going to file? And he goes, no, I did this for, for <laughs> other guys else. in the so state. Cool. We're the only ones that don't have a liquor license. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> No, that's it. It's and, and I'm going to continue to fight. Awesome. Well, you know? that was the debonair way of doing yeah, things. Yeah. Speaking of which, while you're enjoying life to its fullest, it's important to be debonair. And how to be more debonair and gentleman-like is Gentleman Chuck Morrison. You need a gentleman? Gentleman. I'm a gentleman. You need a gentleman? <laughs> you wouldn't want to call me gentleman. Ladies. Fasten your seatbelts, switch on your electronic devices, and pump up the volume. You need a gentleman? And this is The Gentleman's Way. It's brought to you by Debonair Cigars and Rum. Debonair Cigars provide its clients with suspension of reality. Time spent smoking a debonair can never be subtracted from one's life. Gentlemen, it happens to us all. A neighbor or a friend asks to borrow a drill or a ladder, or even yet, we ourselves ask to borrow a chainsaw, or equating this to the cigar world and the finer things in life, a lighter or a cutter. But here's where a gentleman differs, differs from an ordinary man. Return everything you borrow. You should never have to ask someone to return something to you, and likewise, you should never have to be asked to give something back. We see this all the time with lighters and cutters. Gentlemen, if you ask to borrow something, always remember to return it immediately when you are done using it, whether it be a lighter, a ladder, or a drill. And you, my friend, will indeed be debonair. That's The Gentleman's Way. It's brought to you by Debonair Cigars and Rum. The question, fellas, every single time, are you debonair enough? Sometimes. I find it very funny that um, we passed out donuts. We went to people's booths with a dozen donuts to eight different people that advertise on our show and um, to say thank you and wrote a little thank you. I didn't do it because I was at uh, a board meeting, Mm -hmm. but um, they did it and brought them teaching. And how many people said, that is so debonair of you. Awesome, (laughs) man. That is so debonair. And they would say you. that nobody says debonair, no, right? No. Whenever you hear the word, I mean, <laughs> the the lady that was working for the IPCPR for the media, uh, taking photographs and stuff for their Dawn Conger was it? No, nope. no. She used to do it. Yeah, this was somebody they they hired to do it. Um, it's terrible. I, I don't remember their name. It's so undebonair. Met so but, many people though, and but she sang. Um, Butter on a pop tart to me. No way. She sang no way. butter on a pop tart. I laughed a lot. I almost hit the ground. It was so <laughs> funny, and nobody else that was there around us at that time knew what the hell she was doing. And I said, "Oh my God, you listen!" And she says, "I listen every, all the time." She says, "That's it's awesome." Fantastic. Yeah. So there are women that listen to the show. <laughs> there is. There is. Now I feel like a degenerate with all my innuendos. Right. It, 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 my it, apologies. Have you ever put butter on a Pop-Tart? It's so freaking good. Have you ever put butter on a Pop-Tart? If you haven't, then I think you should. There's no butter on a Pop-Tart on this one. No, definitely not. We're smoking the C.O. Jones. There's pepper on a... Uh, I don't know, spicy uh, enchilada or something like that. <laughs> That's not that it's, strong. It's, it's pepper. As it's a, getting down, man. It's getting On down. a Twix bar. Yeah, Twix. Uh, yeah, the caramel's definitely there. Yeah. But there is a little spice. I'm not overwhelmed by Especially it, Especially on the retro hair. 
All right, let's try that. Jonathan's not here, so we so can probably all do it like right, pros. No coughing, yeah. you know? Yeah. Did you smoke a lot out there? Chain smoking? I did. So I always had a cigar going at all times, um, and the, uh, the people from Cuba were there. So, um, they, what was that like? They, they, uh, they brought me different Cuban cigars. In, I saw one, it, Dave. The big, long one? Yes. Size that's of a, a baseball bat. That's a Hoya de Monterey coming out next year. And I didn't even want to light it because I said, no, this is a real commitment. And <laughs> yeah. this is a, no, I want you to light it and tell me initial flavors and things like that. I said, I'm, I'm going to waste it because yeah. this is a three-hour commitment here. Three hours? It's a three-day commitment. Right. It was ridiculous. <laughs> uh, it's like an A-size, hey, but a big a, ring gauge. A yeah. bigger ring gauge. Yeah. yeah, it's a nine-inch. A-gordo? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Whatever they called it. And um, Nice. It was nice, mm. uh, but I didn't get half. I didn't even get halfway done. Uh, I banged it a couple of times. I mean, it's ridiculous. It's, and I'm doing things as I'm banging around. It's getting banged around. This is we thought they couldn't get any bigger. They made, though, a, I had a little, which I liked the most. It was a Trinidad, a little short Trinidad. Wow, was cool. that packed with flavor, oh. i got to tell you. I said, now this, and the lady said to me, you love Trinidad. That's what you had when you were in Cuba at a certain place, and that's what you like the most. And I know your taste now. They figured out. But just I thought they're all the same. This one was. This one packed some spice. Awesome. They're improving. There's no doubt about Great. it. They're they're improving their, their game. Um, they it was in in a tube, so it was sealed and it was fresh and it wasn't dried out awesome. on top of it. But you know what? Drying out a, a Cuban cigar, which is typically overhumidified, mm-hmm. is probably a good thing. So uh, even that big one. Easy draw, unfinished foot that it had. It will have a finished foot, but it happened to be an unfinished judge. I just put it together and, and brought you a few just so, to see. I brought you one back. Right, so I'm going to definitely take you up on that. You'll see it's an unfinished foot, but it won't be. It'll be clear. So I'm looking at it, and I go to myself, unfinished foot to begin with, and the draw is going to be tight, and it's a nine-inch cigar. You got no chance on this cigar to myself. <laughs> yeah. And I lit it, and it drew like a straw. It was, it was perfect. Wonderful. So, uh, yeah, lots going on. With it, okay. I'll save it for the next half, next oh, hour. Okay, we've got plenty to talk about. I've got a lot of stuff here. When we come back, we'll light up some new stuff from the IPCPR. These uh, brands I have not even lit up yet. So they, I brought them back. I put them in the Humi bag with the thing and try to get as much uh, moisture in them as I can in time to light them up. But this is stuff we have not lit up yet. Um, Exciting. Yeah. And um, these cigars may or may not be allowed in the market. These are cigars that are new and didn't make the the date, and we'll see what ends up happening with that. We'll tell you about some surprises uh, that we saw and lots more, and uh, maybe he's going to make it up here. Our friend Steve Socker uh, just texted and said, I'm on my way up, so uh, maybe he has something to say. We'll see if we squeeze him in. That and lots more. We're live in the La Fleur Dominicana Cigar Studio today, high atop Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire. You're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Radio Network. And while Mr. Jonathan's not here to remind you, when you're smoking your C.O. Jones... Cojones! Cojones, remember to always keep the lit end out of your mouth. We'll be right back. I finally found a cigar magazine that I like. No, no, love. 
It's called Cigar Journal. What's so great about Cigar Journal is that it's all about cigars and none of the nonsense that you see in other magazines. It has stories, reviews, and the latest news about premium cigars. You're going to be impressed. Cigar Journal has beautiful images, great editorials, and it's strictly for the cigar enthusiast or, get this, passionado. Cigar Journal covers cigars in the U.S. and around the world and is printed right here in the USA. Cigar Journal, available at your local cigar retailer and on the web at www.cigarjournal.co. That's cigarjournal.co. Savor this moment, the sparks of conversation, the anticipation of that first draw. Savor the story shared over a cigar like this, a cigar that makes this moment classic. The Avo Classic. Savor a composition of handcrafted Dominican leaf, graced with notes of 25-year-old tobacco, richly complex yet remarkably smooth. Savor a harmony of creamy, balanced flavors, a duet of two cigar virtuosos, jazz and cigar legend Avo Uvesian and master blender Hendrik Kellner. A cigar meant to be shared with friends old and new. The Avo Classic. Savor every note. Visit your local tobacconist or see the complete Avo line at avo.com. Founded in 1989 by Mariana and Nestor Miranda, Miami Cigar & Company proudly celebrates their 25th anniversary with the release of their flagship brand, the Nestor Miranda Collection. Made in Esteli, Nicaragua by Don Pepin Garcia, the collection is available in three distinct wrappers aimed to please even the toughest critic. Nestor Miranda Collection. You only get one life. How will you live yours? In 2013, Boutique Blend Cigars released Aging Room Quattro, which was the number one cigar in the USA that year, according to Cigar Aficionado. Now, Raphael Nodel, the man behind the Aging Room Small Batches, has released La Boheme. La Boheme is a line that unites Raphael's three most important passions in life. Music, Cuba, and cigars. But perhaps the most unique part of creating La Boheme is the way in which Raphael blended this masterpiece. As a Cuban immigrant who came to the USA in a little boat when he was only 15 years old, Raphael had many memories of his native Cuba, but none as strong as the aroma of the Cuban cigars his grandfather used to smoke every day in that little park next to his house. Raphael blended countless combinations of different tobaccos and had other people smoke them. He would sit back and savor the aromas until one particular blend finally matched his memories. The same aroma of those Cuban cigars his grandfather smoked. La Boheme, a Dominican cigar with a Cuban soul. This the crowd is standing on his feet here at Augusta. Is the Cigar Authority. Where are your badges? The Authority. We ain't got no badges. On everything cigar. I don't have to show you any stinking badges. With your host. Ho, ho, slow down there, Speed Racer. David Garofalo. Put that coffee down. 
coffee's to close his own. Mr. Jonathan. You want me on that wall. You need me on that wall. Barry Stunt. That guy in a little coat. That guy in a little coat. Don't. <laughs> and Chuck Morrison. I went to magic camp. I'm an accomplished ventriloquist. Oh, I am a seventh degree imperial yo-yo master. <gasps> it's time to light him up. We use words like honor, code, loyalty. It's time. I would rather you just said thank you. For the Cigar Authority. Yeah! And we are back with our number two broadcasting live from the La Flor Dominicana Cigar Studios today at Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire. Thousands of new cigars will launch this week, and we got a handful of them here. We're going to light up for the very first time. Some are, were expected, and some were surprises. we got gossip, fear, and lots more from the IPCPR 2013. Welcome back, everybody, to the Cigar Authority. You're listening to the Cigar Authority, the only cigar show in the U.S. And yes, the world, it is always broadcast on location. And the only show that doesn't just allow smoking, we insist, we demand you light up along with us. Tune into the CigarAuthority.com where you can watch us live or catch the podcast on demand at any time. Simply find us on YouTube, iTunes, Podbean, Google Play, where you can set it and forget it. All right. I have picked my cigar. You have picked your cigar. Chuck has picked picked his cigar. I got a pile of them uh, on the desk in our our little studio audience we have today. I gave them uh, actually the same cigar I'm smoking or going to be smoking. What is this? Well, Dave, you're going to be smoking the Tabernacle, which comes to us from Nick Melillo's Foundation Cigar Company. And with this cigar, Nick declares himself the king of broadleaf. Featuring a Connecticut broadleaf wrapper, San Andreas binder, and filler from Jalapa and Esteli, it's available in six sizes, including Dave's favorite, the Lancero, and it ranges from $9 to $13. I've never tried this before, but this was a buzz. There wasn't a lot of buzz out there. Because there were so many brands that out there, usually there's a couple, even before we go to the show we're talking about, that we're at the show, and I'm asking everybody, hey, what's, what's the hot thing out there? What's the thing? This name came up over and over again, so I'm dying to try it myself. So that's mine. And Chuck is smoking the Davidoff Yamasa, which comes to us from the Yamasa region of the Dominican Republic, which had to be nurtured to raise the pH levels of the soil for tobacco to grow. Hanky Kellner and his team worked on it, and it's available in four sizes, and the cigar features a Yamasa Rapa, San Vicente binder, and filler from two regions of Nicaragua and two regions of the Dominican Republic. It's available in four sizes, and it's $13 to $23, depending on the size. Okay, so now there, I was next to their booth. Yes. So not so much that there was all that buzz about it. I watched everybody buying that. Hmm. I mean, that was a big deal that was over there. Everybody was smoking it. Everybody was going to buy it. And at the, I got to smoke that cigar already anyway. That was the cigar at the Davidoff Golden Band Awards, which was sensational, and the cigar was sensational there too. So I did have that while I was there. And the cigar that I chose is the Andalusian Bull from La Flor Dominicana, which is a southernmost province of Spain known for its bulls. Uh, the company decides the cigar is complex with a mix of sweetness and spice, and it features a dark Ecuadorian Corojo wrapper and the most powerful binder and fillers from the La Flor Dominicana farms in the Dominican Republic. And, and that's uh, why I didn't smoke yes, that I'm one. Yes, I'm glad you chose that one, Barry. <laughs> didn't, have, didn't have no pricing information was available uh, to me. It's so beautiful. It looks kind of like a bull's horns. Bull, oh, I get you. It's fat with a pointy tip. Yeah. And uh, it's green. It's a green band, which is a typical no-no, basically. Yep. But it actually looks good. It's very different, and it has a, uh, I guess the guy that fights a bull is a torcedor. 
Sure. sure yeah. Or is that a guy that does cigars? Torcedor. So it's, it's something similar to that. Yeah, it's similar to <laughs> it's something similar to Torcedor. But there's an image of him in silhouette <laughs> on the band, um, which kind of very different from La Florida Dominicana. Yes, it is. Yeah. It's a little, I see a little Perdomo in it. I see a little Gurkha okay. in the band. Mm. Um, I don't see a lot of La Florida Dominicana. It's very different. And what do we have written at the bottom here? Andalusian Bull, the really? name of it. Dave, you said green is not normally a good color for a band. For a band, Why? yes. I think it's the, the perception of mold or something like that, of, of uh, having it on there and looking at a turnoff of a, of a green band. People have always said that. Uh, and a bullfighter is a Torero, but there's also a Picador, which is a bullfighter that uses a lance on a horseback while fighting the bull. Um, also, they're referred to as a Matador. Matador. There we go. So there's a few different names. All right. Torcedor is not one. <laughs> Torcedor is not one. All right. It's time to cut our cigar. The official cutting is brought to you by our friends at Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo is the brand. While all other brands were raising prices, Perdomo cut out the federal S-chip tax and actually lowered them. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. Excellence. They not only lowered their price. All this time, they haven't raised their price, and lots of prices are going up. Oh, yeah. I told you, I warned you, and I even said it at the um, speaking thing that I did or whatever, that prices are going up. Buy now. You as a consumer, if there's a, you know, you you go to a lot of cigars anyway, go to your favorite brick-and-mortar store and buy now because prices are going up because starting August 8th, eight days from today, the, the clock starts ticking. The register starts ringing for the FDA. They're going to take money from each one of these manufacturers for every cigar they produce, and we have no idea how much that is. Wouldn't it be nice if it's only a couple of pennies? But what if it's a lot of money? So then prices are going to go up at that point because they're going to know. Right now they don't know. Some people have already gone up. How do they not know? There's no, there's no number that they told. There's no form. August 8th you have to... Fill your form out. There is no form. Oh, this is the government. This is the government, my friends. That's, oh. how, that's how it is. So, so uh, uh, Dave's going to be lighting his tabernacle. Chuck is Yamasa. Yes. Me and my Andalusian bull. We're going to be using the Vertigo Glock, which features the big-ass tank. And Vertigo actually agrees that it's a big-ass tank. Patented big-ass tank. <laughs> it has a large adjustment wheel. It's available in black, brown, clear, and red, single-action, triple-jet, for just fourteen ninety nine. There we go. All day. They were rocking. Yeah? They were rocking. They weren't far away from us. I could see them from the corner where I was, and it was just one after the other. And I said, I got to look at some of these new yeah. ones that come out. I never got a chance to end up doing it. Jonathan ran over there and said, wait till you see this, wait till you see that. But what we were using, we had fancy lighters and cutters at the booth, but what I was using was my Vertigo because it lit every time. Awesome. Any difficulties uh, getting lighters, cutters on the plane? We got through. Yeah. Yeah, we got through with it. So I don't know other people. Did you, get a massage? Of, did you get a massage? I did not. Okay. We were joking all the way through and yeah. stuff, and I got there early <laughs> and couldn't find Brad or whatever his Hobby, name yeah. was. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, before I light the cigar, this is raisins, 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 raisins. Okay. On mine, it was maple. Didn't expect that. We go. It's uh, quick. Mine tasted like maple, maple syrup. Really? Maple. I want- I want pancakes. Speaking of pancakes, let's talk about food for one second because he's not here to yell at us. Yes. 
The food in Vegas is over the top. Oh, yeah. Everywhere we went was fantastic, from the donuts all the way through. At breakfast, and I tried to have breakfast every single morning because I'm going to end up missing lunch and being late for dinner, and there's, there's, not, there's not time. I told you earlier today, there's no time to pee. And because it's so dry there, I actually didn't have to. I was a camel. I didn't even have to urinate. It was crazy. The <laughs> one week. It's not good, right? No. It's not good. No. So um, breakfast, they have um, Moro's. M-E-R-E-O, Moro. Um, a hidden away, tucked away place. One, bre- one morning I had breakfast at 8 a.m. with Rafael Nadell. He invited us to go have breakfast with him. We didn't even know where this place was. Nobody knows where this place is. And it's right at the front of going into the, the Palazzo or the Venetian, one of them, I think, Palazzo. Tucked away in the corner. Beautiful French restaurant. So I go to a French restaurant. It's French fries, French onion soup, and <laughs> French toast. I got the French toast. It is unbelievable. They have cheese inside the French toast. Ooh, I didn't know they could nice. do that. And a special whatever kind of cheese that was inside. Oh, my God. Yeah? So this was maybe day four or something when we got there. We had dinner there that night and breakfast there the next day. Same people waiting on me. I said, I'm coming here for breakfast, lunch, and dinner every single day. Wow. I never got to a lunch. That good, huh? Oh, my God. And it's tucked away. People didn't know it was there. There was no lines. There Excellent. was nothing. The service was great. Oh, my God. The best dinner I had was at Cut. Cut is, who is that? That's one uh, of the famous. Is it Wolfgang Puck? I think so. Wolfgang Puck. Uh, not only was everything fantastic all the way through, you want to know, you want to see customer service in action, mm. go to Cut. So much so that at one point I said, I'm going to try to go to the bathroom and urinate mm-hmm. while I'm there. So, because I mean, literally, I'm, it's bad and I'm drinking water and yeah. stuff and I, I'm just dried up. And I said, uh, men's room to the guy. And he said, he didn't say, go around there, take a left and all the way down the hall. He said, follow me. And he walked me to the bathroom and opened the door. Nice. That's awesome. Unbelievable. That's I mean, everything was there. Wow. I go back to my plate. Everything's reset up. Nice. The napkin's all folded. Everything's ready. The water's filled. It's like I never was there before. Everything's clean. Oh, incredible. You, you drink some water. You put it down. 30 seconds later, the water's filled up like it, there's a hose in there, and it does it. But they, they, they're wearing black. You can't even see them. They're coming in like ninjas, awesome. filling up your water, taking care of it. As they serve you, the six of us there, boom, everybody gets served at the same exact second. Wonderful. Six waiters. I mean, there's as many waiters as there are people that work there. It's customer service. You're paying for it, let me tell you. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's, it's three-figure dinners, every, every dinner for every person. But, wow. Meal was li- unbelievable. The, uh, yeah. Unbelievable. Do you remember what you had? I got a, stick, that man. night I got a filet mignon. Yeah, baby. Uh, everybody got something different anyway. Everything was so beautiful. I mean, the presentation, the service, everything was over Love the top. This. I'll pay for it. It was great. It was great. I can't wait to go back next year because that's on, you know, now I'm going to start picking. I'm, I'm figuring out where not to go, actually. Yeah. And where not to go is where everybody goes. That's where not to go. See, so that's why when I went to the IPCPR in Vegas, I never went to Circle Bar. Okay. I always went to the, I think it's Laguna Bar or Champagne Bar in the other hotel. So you okay. got Circle Bar and Palazzo maybe. Yeah. And then in the sister hotel, you have Laguna. And it's set up more like a lounge. There's couches. There's sofas. There's places to sit. It's away from all the nonsense. Okay. What's a sulfur? 
That's uh, how in Brooklyn we would say a couch. Yeah, they add the iron. Yeah. <laughs> they add the iron. We we will take it off at any possible chance we have to remove it. But you guys actually it's add a it. So far, a so, so far. So in this couch. Whole- the couch. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Initial thoughts of your cigar. I just lit it. I was talking. Mine, that maple carried right over into the cigar. Hints of molasses. Definitely a sweetness. I don't have the strength yet. But, you know, last year they hit it out of the park with Lenox. Tasted very much different than your core lines of La Flor Dominicana. And this continues to reinvent La Flor Dominicana. Yeah. Tony Gomez is definitely changing the face of the company a little I, bit. I met little Lito Gomez that was there, mm-hmm. who is 6'5". He's, he's like a 12-year-old kid. Mm-hmm. He's growing up like his brother. Crazy. Um, I had met him years ago, a little baby. And it just I got years in now in the business. Yeah, it's yeah. so funny looking at these children. And Rafi and Nadell's children both were there. The next generation has happened. Cool. I mean, it, it's filled. Nick Perdomo's, yeah. both children were there taking orders, waiting on people. Do, you know, this is it. Here it comes. I mean, this, no is the, this is the changeover that's happening. Wonderful. This is the great industry when you see that end up mm. happening. I hope it doesn't go away. But mm. uh, I'm getting strength here. But I'm going to get into flavor yeah, I get later. Yeah, mm. I get some strength on this as well. Mm. Um, I got like an espresso, but there's a little spice. I'm trying to identify what that is. I haven't yet, but... It's, it's definitely got some strength. This is a stronger cigar. This is strong. Stronger than I thought it was going to be. I picked the wrong one, maybe. This is stronger than Lenox's, I'll tell you that. But I don't think it's as strong as, say, the Double Lajero. But this marzipan. You ever have marzipan? Is that a food or a... Yeah. It's, you ever have a, you ever have a, a layer cookie, triple layer cookie, three layer cookie? You know the gel between it? Okay. That's marzipan. Oh. Or it's supposed to be. I don't know if everybody does it, but there was yeah. a bakery in New York that actually used marzipan. Are these a little round, and they have the layers in between, and they're really elegant-looking type of... I haven't seen them that way. I'm trying to pull up a picture. Because my friend Mike Usano every day brought in a beautiful box of cookies of these beautiful things, and each one is different. Chocolate and caramel in between the layers of these cookies, and one is good. Yeah. I mean, it's so elegant. And, and, and the packaging was so beautiful. You got to imagine these were big, big money. But I said, whatever it was, I wanted to tell my. Um, no, that's not it. Darius, look at the pictures here. That's, that's a marzipan cookie. It's like almonds and honey. It's made of. I saw a video of uh, our friend Omar DeFrias mm-hmm. dance off with Mr. J. Looked like, or there was some kind of. Uh, they were playing around a little bit. Yeah. He, he had a new cigar. He gave it to me. Was that in that pile? I, I have stuff being shipped back too. Uh, but that's just stuff we took on the plane. I said, I need yeah. something for the show. Yeah. Uh, now, his new cigar would be Oro, which mm. is gold. And uh, there's a video got a on Connecticut the cigar. Too. Right, that's the, that's the Connecticut's the Oro. Oh, it's the Oro? Yes. Okay. It's made in the Dominican Republic, his homeland. Okay. Mm. I want to try that because Connecticut version, see what, they, what, what that is all about, and it'll probably be as big a seller uh, anyway. Yeah. He's, I hope everything's okay with him. You know, know. He's, it's going to be tough for him. I mean, you talk about the story side to the cigar yeah, business, the and people. I love how you met you and uh, Omar. If you remember, it was in D.C. D.C. randomly at a bar, and but he knew everything about me. He did his homework. Yeah, he hands me the cigar, and uh, I said, "I have one." I was smoking a Davidoff at the time. He hands me this. I'm saying to myself, "Oh my God, you're a cigar salesman," and he says, "Well, you know, I work for NASA." 
trying to get into the business. I'm like, get out. You yeah. know, don't even do it. But then I smoked a cigar, and I'm like, wow. Yeah. yeah. He loves it. He wants to stay. He loves it. Before yeah. we went to break, I was going to ask you if there were any surprises from the show that stood out. Yeah. Is there anything from the show that you just surprised you? One thing was the J.C. Newman America. I had not heard that they're actually hand-making cigars in Tampa again. Hmm. If you've ever been there, you've been there with me. Yes. They're moving the, um, what is that area where they show you the history of? The museum. The museum. Yeah. They're moving the, the museum hmm. and redoing it and putting it somewhere else. And that's where all cigar rollers are going to go. Oh, wow. Or are there. And when I went to their uh, after-hours thing and they said, you know, they were giving out regular cigars, but they said, we have something for you. They pulled a cigar without a band on it. See what you think of it. It was the, the only one that had too much moisture in the whole show. He says, when I tell you this was just made, this was just made, but just see what you, what you think of the flavor of it because there's Pennsylvania in it, there's Connecticut in it, um, there's Florida tobacco no f- from um, uh, the people at Corona that made the Florida tobacco. Right. It's a blend of it. See what you think because it's blended tobaccos, things that weren't blended. In other words, does this blend work? Never mind, it's not ready. It's yes. something you've got to get past some of these things to, yes. uh, when, you, when, when you're uh, testing a cigar for the blend. So it was much like tasting a cigar for the blend. I smoked a cigar all the way through, and it was probably maybe a Churchill-sized cigar. Smoked it all the way through. They really give the opinion of it. It's, it's over-humidified. It's not ready or anything like that. But it was so, so interesting, different flavors that had it. Very interesting. And good for you. They're bringing back uh, handmade cigars in Tampa. Whether they're allowed to do it or not in the future, you know, whatever they're yeah. going to end up saying, they, they, they banged it out, and now they're actually going to have to shut down. I like it. I like the mentality of this, mm. that the government's going to actually have to shut down the factory in the U.S. because it didn't make it for 2007. So they're going to actually, you know, maybe it's a little insurance policy or a little something to make yeah. them think twice before they... Killing they, jobs. That would be right. a political nightmare for right. whoever's yeah. the next president. But interesting. It didn't have a band on it or anything like that. Again, early, early stages of what it is. Um, and I, I got a feeling in the next week we're going to be receiving a lot of this product to buy just for predicate date yeah. and things like that. Uh, but interesting. Uh, we, we got Eric coming up. He'll tell us all about that. That's something and I'm going to root more. for. I'm going to yeah. root hard for that. That's, yeah. I like, again, the story behind it. That's mm. so unique. Yeah. yeah. So that was a big deal for me. Um, <clears throat> Sereno XX. We got some samples in before, which was very, very smart of a couple of uh, different manufacturers to send me the cigar in advance to smoke at my leisure, properly done and, and properly tasted. I thought it was a remarkable cigar to begin with. I went there. He gave me the scoop of the whole thing. We want to try another one. Uh, I said, I already smoked it, but let's do this thing. So there's something I bought. Very good cigar. You're talking at probably 10 to $12, I believe. Yep, and if you want to find out a little bit about the profile of the cigar, um, Derek has done a review on the cigar. Did he do the, there's a few different versions of it, but the XX Maduro. Um, he did one of the, uh, the Royales. One okay. One of the packages, but I'm, Knowing him, it was probably the Maduro. Yeah. But off the top of my head, I'm not sure yeah. which one. It's, it's over the top, man. It's, oh. a, it's an unbelievable cigar. That, that was a good one. Cattle Baron, another one that not only did he send me samples of it, but he, he must listen to the show because he sent me steaks. Because he truly, these are real cowboys. 
That's what they do. They're in the business of cattle, the cattle ranches. So he sent some steaks up. He sent a bottle of booze, and he sent the cigars. So I said, oh, my God, I got to. You want my heart. Yeah. yeah. So let's see what the cigar is. Phil Zangie's doing the cigar. Nice. And I said, you know, it's got a good story with their cattle barons and all that, all that thing, but let's see what the cigar does. I smoked the cigar. It was very, very good. Nice. So uh, I sat with him. What's the story? You know, you got a regular thing. He was there with his son and, uh, you know, we'd love to be in our store and whatever. Can you help us out? Whatever. The cigar's worth it anyway. Yeah. So it's, yeah, I'm going to help you out. Hey, he's from Wyoming. He's yeah. Like, he's the head of the Cattle Ranchers Association. Yeah. And then I threw in, you know, we could possibly do the show from there and ride the, ride the, uh, the horses. A little city slicker action. So he says, yeah, we'll get you on a horse. I said, take a look at this. You know, you got a horse. He says, we got nice, big, strong horses. No problem. <laughs> I said, all right, poor, poor horse, you know. We, but we, we will capture that on video. Yeah. Wyoming's one of the states I haven't been to. Yeah? Okay. One of two. Um, one of two? One of two. And, what's yeah, what's, what's the other one? one? Idaho. Idaho. Nobody goes to Idaho, right? Potatoes. Idaho. Idaho. It's worth it. No, I was in Idaho coming back from uh, Vancouver, uh, so it has to be Montana. Yeah? Okay. Uh, HR, Hiroshi Robania. Mm. So he has different blends also. I have samples of them. I have not smoked them, and I have not ordered them. Uh, if they're anything like the regular HRs, we're in, but I'm, I'm going to let that sit in the humidor for at least a week or something and light it up then and, and give it a fair share or something. He says, come on, you want to light it up now? And I said... I don't want to do a disservice to your cigar, to be honest with you. You know, by the time I got to him on the last day, forget it. Isn't it interesting how much humidification or lack thereof oh, can really influence God. cigars, huh? It can ruin it. Yeah. it. I believe it ruined it when I was in Cuba. It was over-humidified, and I believe it ruined it in Vegas because it was under-humidified. So there is a, there is a magic, too. It's got to be between 60 and 70 to be able to, you know, it takes away from it, you know. Yeah. And um, very interesting what you said, though, that the... They make their their boots beautiful, everything's so nice and everything, and there's, the things are in uh, just thrown in a case yeah. with no humidification at all, and literally for a week by the time you get to them because they're setting up and everything, so it's Ugh. everything was uh, kind of lousy. By the way, Derek just shot me a text. He confirmed it was the Maduro that he reviewed. Yeah? Did he say it was good? Yeah. He, 92, I think it was. Yeah. Oh, it, was great. it was great. So Serino is a, a small guy that makes cigars for other people along with himself, small, inexpensive cigars. And before the end of the predicate date and everything happens, he wanted to get a premium cigar with his name on it, Tony Serino, Serino. And... Um, I went over as we were setting up, and he says, Dave, I really want it in there and stuff. And I said, I'll put it in. What do you think of it? I said, it was fantastic. And then we got into talking about the cigar and everything, and I said, I'm in. And it was his son. Awesome. The next generation was awesome. ready, too. So this is this industry. It's really, really good. So cool. So what's up in the cigar industry, Barry? Right, we're going there. I thought it's we were going to go inside. for... Oh, I'm sorry. I jumped, uh, I jumped in ship. In the world, brought to you by Recluse Cigars. You want to know what's up? Recluse Cigars is what's up. Voted the 2015 Cigar of the Year is the Recluse Amadeus Reserva Habano. Every Recluse Cigar goes through eight, count them, eight fermentation cycles over the course of two full years. They are box-pressed and rolled N2-bar for a perfect draw every time. If you haven't done it yet, be sure to try a Recluse Cigar today. A couple of new releases to hit two guys' smoke shop and the rest of the cigar industry. 
Uh, Davidoff Yamasa, a cigar 20 years in the making. There you go. Chuck, right Chuck now. is smoking. Can Elevate. I just say something real quick, Barry? Yeah. Um, I noticed a lot of spice at the beginning. It's definitely subdued a little bit. Mm-hmm. I'm getting like a warm chocolate, like almost a dark chocolate. Really, really good. Really good. Awesome. This elegant cigar features Dominican Yamasa wrapper, binder filler from Condega and Esteli, and two other regions in the Dominican Republic. The other new release to hit shelves is the Grand Retorno from Boutique Blends. Uh, this is under the Oliveros line of cigars as blended by Rafael Nodal. The Grand Returno marks the grand return to his re- roots with some of the best tobaccos Nicaragua has to offer and a gorgeous reddish-brown wrapper grown in Honduras, uh, excuse me, in Ecuador, and a golden Connecticut grown in Ecuador as well. So there's two different versions available right now. Two new trademarks in the business. Fuente has filed for La Flor de Nicaragua. Wow. Yeah, I'm curious to see how that one's going to go. And Swisher Drew Estate has filed for Ripcord and Midnight Rambler. So there were three new trademarks. All right. So circle that fluid in Nicaragua because not next week, the following week, we're going to take the crystal ball out. There we go. All right. All right. All right. You wear the hat too? I'll put the hat on and the whole bit (laughs) because that uh, may come. Oh, he's got something. He's got something. I got so much stuff. It's so ridiculous. None of it being true, but right, I, I believe it all to go, to go through. Uh, not next week. We got um, the guys from Diamond Crown, and we'll, we'll get a little suck, a, maybe suck a little information from that nice. of what's going on. But let me tell you, folks, there's lots going on. Love this, David. There's lots. There's acquisitions. There's crazy stuff happening right now. And in industry news, when the FDA regulations came down, Altria, the parent company of Black and Mild, sued the FDA over the right to use the word mild in a brand. The lawsuit has since been dropped as the FDA informed Altria that they do not plan to enforce that part of the regulations. That's yeah. a win. How's that for 30 days? They sued them for $3 billion, B, billion dollars. Altria. Altria is the parent company to Philip Morris. So mm-hmm. Philip Morris owns Black & Mild that they bought, Black & Mild, one brand for $3 billion dollars. Mm-hmm. And they bought it for the name Black and Mild. Damn. And they're saying, you have to, you, we just paid $3 billion for this. Now we can't even use the name. That's all we bought was the name, $3 billion, So that's what we sue you. And the FDA said, okay, we're not going to do that. I love it because they just shot a hole in the FDA thing, right? There's one hole in there so far. Quick, like that. $3 billion. $3 billion lawsuit. And, and for that to be settled that quick, that's a big, big deal that that happened. For, uh, for all of us. Then, then again, I want you to see that this is Philip Morris, Altria. Yeah. They're not done. Philip Morris is out there, and Philip Morris is ac- in acquisition mode. They have a lot, a lot of money, and they're going to buy somebody big. And I don't like it. I don't like Philip Morris getting into the cigar industry at all. Mm. I didn't like when they bought Black and Mild anyway. Maybe, maybe turns out a little good mm. of this, but they're not done. You're going to see a big acquisition from Philip Morris in the cigar industry. You're going to be shocked two weeks from now. Wow. And just prior to the opening of the IPCPR in Las Vegas, it was announced that Michael Salucci was no longer with Drew Estate, where he served as president. Both parties would not comment on the departure, and it was also announced that Glenn Wolfson would take on the role of CEO becoming the first person to hold the title since Steve Saka left in 2013. Big news there, I got a big news, and, and there's a lot to that oh, also. You're making my socks go up and down yeah, over here. There's a lot to go on with that. <laughs> um, I can comment that he was fired. Um, Why? 
he's not right for whatever's going to be happening there. Mm. Uh, I think that Swisher will be bought out. Uh, there's a lot going on. There's a lot going on. Not the right guy for the way. He'll, he'll end up somewhere. Yeah, of course. Uh, I didn't see him at the show. No, at he all. wasn't there. He didn't even go. No, I think his Facebook had him with family and what have you. Really? Wow. So, um, yeah, not right uh, and basically unliked uh, there for, for that type of position. Um, you know, Steve left. I think he was thrown in a spot he shouldn't have been thrown in to begin with. And uh, great at what he did before, not great at – not everybody's in the right – right. the idea is to put the right person on the right bus in the right seat, and th- that's what ended up happening there, and see what ends up happening. So sometimes the best day in the world is the day you get promoted, and then you get fired because you're not – they put you in the wrong seat and not your fault. You know, so that's how I th- how I perceive yes, that yeah. happened. So well, uh, that's the news. Yeah, that's what's up in the cigar world. What's up in the cigar world was brought to you by Recluse Cigars. The Recluse Amadeus Habano Reserva uses grade A Ecuadorian Habano wrapper, a San Andreas binder, a Dominican Lajero Seco, and Pennsylvanian Broadly filler tobaccos, which create a blend we call the Cigar of the Year. Recluse Cigars is what's up. Okay, I'll give you a early thought here on the tabernacle. Um, very different than El Oense. Very, very different. It's uh, nothing like it at all. Yeah. Um, it is, um, it's burning well. Everything's good, but it's overpowering. Strong. Yeah. And it's heavy. It's all in the nose. Lots of spice. Pepper. Uh, pepper. Uh, there's, a, there's a lot going on here. Uh, not my cup of tea, not mm. something I would smoke. It's going to be huge. That was the hot buzz you said, yeah. It's going to be huge because it is, I believe, the item that people are looking for that when Steve and Nick went, everybody expected that they're going to end up seeing the Liga Pavada. I think we have found it. Very cool. Very awesome. So would wow. you say he's king of the broadleaf? It's pretty damn good <laughs> for what it is. But not my cup of tea. Yeah, yeah. Not, you mild guys, not something you're going to go to. But the heavier body. But I, listen, i got to buy cigars for the guy in full body and all the stuff. I know who to put this on, and they're going to love it, the people that like full. You're going you're gonna to love it. Okay. Looking forward to smoking uh, I, I, one yeah, later. Yes. One, you're going to love it. I, if you had smoked it, you'd be praising this mm-hmm. thing. I just know that you would be. Uh, me, on the other hand, I don't want to say it's bad. It's not bad. It's not what I would buy, buy for me to smoke, but it would be what I bought for this store to sell because this full-body customer is going to love it. I'm going out to a Brazilian steakhouse tonight, and after dinner, I will light that up. Mm. This nice. cigar, the uh, Andalusian Bull, reminds me as if the La Flor Dominicana Salomon had a child with the La Flor Dominicana in 1994. Ah. That's what I'm getting out of this cigar. All right. Very, very... Different and good for the Florida Dominican. How am I going to be where you know I don't like the overpowering? The you like the 1994. Yes, I do. This might be a slight step up in terms of strength. Okay. But I think the flavor profile is close enough where you're going to like it. Yeah. All right. I have an extra one for me to try for later. Definitely okay. after you eat something. Okay. How about you, Chuck? Yeah, Davidoff. They've, they've done it again. Um, it's, so, it's burning perfect. The construction is just brilliant. Um, that, getting that, that was a planned cigar. There's no doubt about yeah, it. Yeah, this is a home run, man. It's it's a little it's a little stronger than maybe uh, I'm used to, but I, I can tolerate it very easily. It's very balanced, and the pro- predominant uh, flavor is that of a, of a dark chocolate, maybe a coffee chocolate. 
um, with just a hint of spice. But, again, it's so balanced. This is really enjoyable. Yeah, there we go. All right, so let's go to break. And when we come back, we will take a peek into the asylum. We'll get a little into some mergers and acquisitions and trademarks that exist in the industry. The cigar world is changing fast. We'll talk about that in a classic three-way when we return. We're live from Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire, in the La Florida Dominicana Cigar Studio. Studio. And you're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Radio Network. The following message is brought to you by Drew Estate. Drew Estate, the rebirth of cigars in the new Drew Diplomat app. Join me, Barry Stein, from the Cigar Authority on Drew Diplomat. As you know, I am quite partial to Liga Pavada Number 9 from Drew Estate. So join me for a Liga and share your experience with Drew Estate. And while you're at it, don't forget to check into Two Guys Smoke Shop on the Drew Diplomat app. Drew Diplomat is now available for the iPhone and Android. To learn more about Drew Diplomat, visit DrewDiplomat.com. That's DrewDiplomat.com. You must be at least 21 years of age or older and a resident of the United States, including D.C. To be eligible for membership in this program, other terms and conditions apply. Surgeon General Warning, cigars are not a safe alternative to cigarettes. When you light a Davidoff cigar, you set aglow the richest tradition of cigar making in the world. You release craftsmanship achieved by our investment in that most precious of commodities, time. The time it takes to create a Davidoff cigar as it passes through 600 hands before it arrives in yours. The time it takes to age and mature the tobacco which fills a Davidoff cigar, sometimes as much as 10 years. The time it takes to hand pick, hand roll, and then carefully hand-check each individual cigar before it is fit to wear the legendary Davidoff white band. In every second of enjoyment, there are decades of experience. In every way, it is time beautifully filled. Jose Dominguez, Jose Dominguez, Jose, Jose, Jose Dominguez. What the hell are you doing? I'm writing a commercial for Jose Dominguez. Well, what you should be doing is talking about how good they are. That Jose Dominguez makes millions of cigars for other people, but saves the best tobaccos and the best blend for his namesake, Jose Dominguez. Not singing a song, if that's what you think you're doing. What I am doing is creating what is known as a donut. Hey, nobody's going to take away your donut. No, a donut in a commercial is when it starts with a jingle and then the information comes in and then ends with the song again. The information is the filling of the donut. Why does everything you talk about have to center around food and usually donuts? I don't know. Listen, Jose Dominguez cigars come in four great sizes and two wrappers. The mild, buttery, smooth, natural, and the slightly bolder Maduro. And every cigar is about $5. You know as well as I do, Dave, Jose Dominguez is no $5 cigar. It's worth so much more, it's a sensational value. Okay, here's the end of the donut. You ready? Jose Dominguez. Jose Dominguez. Jose Dominguez. In 1848... In honor of the English poet Lord Byron, 
a cigar brand named Byron was first created. Through three centuries, Byron has gone through many hands, but today it is back with the family that first created them. Returning to the early days, now the brand, in a very limited quantity, is produced in a small factory in Costa Rica. Nelson Alfonso offers three Byron blends honoring all three centuries of Byron, Siglo 19, Siglo 20, and Siglo 21. Other cigars sit in an aging room for 60 days, but every Byron cigar sits in an aging room for a period of at least one full year, then and only then into ultra-luxurious porcelain jars and state-of-the-art cigar humitubes packaging. Sure, Byron's packaging is unique and costly to produce, but nothing else will do for a cigar of this quality and taste. Byron Cigars. Cigars of poetry. Sophisticated. Byron. It was 2010 on my 50th birthday. Nick Perdomo from Perdomo Cigars showed up in my office and honored me with a gift. It was a box of cigars. But this box of cigars was not what I expected, one I never saw before, something without the Perdomo name on it. It was my name, Garofalo. Garofalo Cigars has my name on it, but it was blended and created by Perdomo as a gift, a gift of a brand of cigars. So what should you expect from a Garofalo cigar? Rich layers of complex flavors, but offered in a mild to medium body profile. A blend comprised of fine Cuban seed Nicaraguan tobaccos, including a triple fermented five-year aged Connecticut shade wrapper. I'm honored to have Garofalo, my name, surrounding such a wonderful cigar. I would be honored if you would give a Garofalo cigar a try. Garofalo Cigars, an honor. Hi guys, this is Omar De Frias, owner of Fratello Cigars, and you're listening to the Cigar Authority, the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. And Good. we are back live from the Florida Dominicana Cigar Studios. You're listening to Cigar Authority, a weekly broadcast now over six years running about cigars and the nonsense surrounding them. I am in the wrong place here. Um, we're going to dig into the mailbag, find out um, what has happened in the asylum and lots more. Uh, I am smoking, what is this? Tabernacle, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. This is Nick Malillo's cigar. What's the name of his company? Uh, Foundation Cigar Foundation Company. Foundation Cigars. Nice. And uh, I think we got a winner here. Uh, again, not for me, but I think it's going to be a big one in the industry. Um, we have a couple people in the audience here smoking the cigar. Um, Frank says it's going to age very well because it is fresh and new. So it's good that he, that he notices that. Uh, little bit of age on it, which is going to happen by the time they end up sending these things not ready to go out, right? Are they ready to go? Are they going to start shipping? Or? No idea on the shipping. Nothing's been announced that it's shipping yet. Uh, but the press release was like a week before the show. So. Yeah. So he got it out. Um, early on, a fruity, sweet fruitiness. It very, very early on, which goes away very fast. As I say, pepper comes on. They're, they're mentioning uh, very spicy, very coffee-like. Uh, with uh, and, and it's it's a heavy, full-bodied cigar, uh, but done well. Um, it's you know, hard for you to put aside your personal yes you, palate. I, I do it. I've been doing that for all these years. You know, yeah. we, we have eleven hundred um, different cigars that are in our shops, yes. and maybe I like a hundred of them. <laughs> you know, that would be something I would buy for myself. But I buy these other cigars, and I buy lots of these other cigars. One of which, and we're talking about Foundation Cigars, uh, this is interesting because they produce another cigar, but they're actually not going to uh, distribute it themselves. Right. They go into Miami Cigar, cigar. Yep. 
and it's called the Upsetters. And I would imagine it upsetted a few people that <laughs> yes. were there, one in particular. Yes, the acid killer. Right, <laughs> because I did uh, smoke it because I wanted to taste. I got a little one just mm-hmm. to see what it is because, again, not up my uh, wheelhouse at all. Mm-hmm. I, I don't like it. I'm not going to like it. I know I'm not going to. But I know I sell an awful lot of acid cigars, and I know that he was instrumental there with producing a lot of those acid cigars, and now he's on his own. He produced Liga Pavada. And here we go here, yeah. and his other one that he is distributing through Miami Cigar, which has a big distribution, so you're going to talk about volume. This is not a volume cigar. They're only going to make so many of these. Uh, it's going to be like the Liga Pavada type of thing that, you know, first off, there's only 10% of people that are going to enjoy a cigar like this. Um, and those, those will be out there, and Nick will, Nick will put it out. But on the acid line, those things are sold in the multi-millions of cigars that are done. He probably thinks or thought he's not going to be able to do the distribution properly. So he's doing it through Miami Cigar, and the upset is, is a acid type of cigar. Flavored. Yes, infused. They, infused. Don't, like, sorry, they, they don't like that, that F word. It's my bad. There we go. <laughs> and um, in the, tate, the cigar that I tasted, it was subtle. It was there, but I could probably smoke it. No kidding. Because it was there, and it wasn't. Is heavy by any means. It was a 25% of that. Really? And 75% of the tobacco. Where They use really nice tobacco when they make an acid cigar, but they don't have to mm. because you could never taste it anyway. This, you can actually taste the tobacco along with the infused component that happens there. Very interesting. Very interesting. So maybe it would be you start off with an acid and you graduate into this, and yeah. then you graduate into, you know, because I look at the acid cigar as a stepping stone cigar that, um, you know, Keith that's downstairs started off as a customer here, and that's what he smoked. No acid kidding. Cigars. Yeah. I can't see him smoking no. acid. No, nor can he that I say wow. to him, go ahead, smoke one. And he goes, no, he won't even light one, and that's all he smoked. <laughs> Because he doesn't like it anymore. And wow. Derek enjoys acid and still smokes them to this day. Yeah. No so I'll be curious to his take on the upsetters. Okay. I've never, ever it's had a, an acid. I, I would say it's a, it's a between an acid and a regular cigar is what I would take it as. Uh, and it would be nice if Nick was here and I could say to him, is this what you're going for? But, I love the name. Uh, yeah, the upsetters. Yeah. And, and I haven't talked to the people at Swisher, but uh, we'll see what ends up happening. Acid? Oh, he wasn't pointing at you? Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> so uh, that, he, he heard his name. He heard yeah. his name. All right, let's take a peek into the asylum from our friends at Asylum Cigars. They're coming to take me away, ha-ha. They're coming to take me away, ho-ho, hee-hee, ha-ha. To the funny farm where life is beautiful all the time and I it's time for news from the Insane Asylum. Odd and sometimes historic news stories that are too insane to be true, or are they? Brought to you by Asylum Cigars. Asylum Cigars are truly flavorful, medium-bodied Nicaraguan cigars with sizes ranging from 4x44 to the absolutely insane 8x80. Asylum Cigars. Scientists have discovered a massive asteroid that is on a course to hit Earth next week and are scrambling to find a way to divert the object. The asteroid has been named 2016 FI and measures approximately one kilometer across. 
If it strikes a populated area, it could wipe out entire cities and potentially devastate a continent or... Actually, I'm just messing with Barry right now to see if he would read this before going live. And if you're <laughs> hearing this, it's because I'm being a good sport. And despite reading it beforehand, I'm still going ahead with the gag. There's go. no asteroid, at least not to strike next week. There are, however, asylum cigars that are the size of asteroids waiting <laughs> yes, for you at your local brick and mortar. That's insane. That's asylum. They're coming to take me away, Nice. I see plagues. To the funny farm where life is beautiful all the time, and I'll be happy to see those nice young men. Maybe I should do that if I'm out, because I'm going to have some shows coming up that I'm going to miss. I should write some debonairs and have them be completely undebonair and have Mr. Jonathan read them. There we go. And he's not listening to this. He says he doesn't listen to the shows he's not on. So I think he does it so that we'll talk about him and. And uh, who knows? I think he listens. Yeah, I think so, too. Yeah. I think he's worried about it going off without a hitch without him. There's some manufacturers, and I won't name them all, <laughs> <laughs> that say they don't listen to the show, and they quote some things that were said. And I know they do. Why would you listen and make believe like you don't? I know. What, what is the reason behind it? We know you listen. It's, it's ego. It's, it's ego, like, but why? It's like saying you don't watch porn. Everybody does it. I don't watch porn. Yeah, okay. <laughs> let's see the history on your phone. It's not debonair. <laughs> so uh, let's go into a, into a classic three-way, and I would like to incorporate from our audience yes. Frank. Frank, would you, you want him to come up? We have a headset. You want to use a headset? You just want to yell it from there, whatever you want? Oh, He'll just do it from shy. there. But it's okay. I, ca- I can hear you, and I'll, I'll recite your number off of your camera Frank shy. and I used to serve on a budget So committee. phone's down. There's, there's no uh, checking anything. Hands free. That's it. And uh, it's time for the Classic 3-Way, brought to you by You've Classic You've heard Scott. of epic rap battles. But now it's time for the epic battle. Wow. It's kind of intimidating to be in the presence of so many great athletes. For this day. Tell anyone about this, I'll kill you. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. In Classic History. Here's looking at you, kid. Brought to you by Classic Cigars. Nervous? Yes. All Classic Cigars are handmade and imported from the Dominican Republic, and every cigar is priced under... Get this, under $3 per cigar. You like that, baby? Let him know where I came from, yeah! Choose any blend, including the Classic Connecticut for its mild and smooth taste, the Classic Maduro for its bold and spicy flavor, or the Classic Cuban for its sweet, sun-grown, and nutty overtones. That's undertones, you idiot! Whichever classic you choose, it's a classic cigar. Available at TwoGuysCigars.com. That's TwoGuysCigars.com. Celebrate today with a classic cigar. Chuck, you are our champion. I am. You are. Okay. I got, you, sound, uh, you sounded surprised. No. It's, <laughs> no, this has not been my year for uh, the classic. No, it has, it has not. But uh, you're making a comeback halfway through. That's right. Second half of the year. Here we go. Here we go. So uh, today is July 30th, and born this classic day is Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, bodybuilder, actor, and politician who served as the governor of California, best known for films including Conan the Barbarian, Predator, Terminator, Total Recall, Jingle All the Way, and my favorite, Twins. Great movie. It is. Great movie. Arnold Schwarzenegger, avid cigar smoker, the Arnold. Was hit, born hit, today. hit the bell, 1950. 1950, <laughs> he says. Hit the bell. So... And, and uh, Frank has 1950 also. 1941. And he wrote it down, 1941, which is good for the point. <clears throat> it's 1947 because you guys are over. Yeah. 
So we have one for Barry, and here he comes. And this will go to Barry. No, this will go to Frank. This will go to Frank. Lisa Kudrow. Yeah, she was Phoebe, right? She was. TV actress who rose to fame portraying the dizzy Phoebe on NBC Friends. The role earned her a Screen Actors Guild Award and Satellite Award for Best Actress. She also wrote, produced, and starred in the HBA series The Comeback and seen in films Analyze This and Analyze That and Neighbors. You know her, Lisa Kudrow, Phoebe, born today what year? 72, he says. Barry. 63. 63. 70. 70, and Barry gets two points, 1963. Wow, she's a lot older than I thought. So looking good, huh? Barry. Sweep, sweep. Get out your brooms. There we go. It looks like a sweep. Three to nothing so far. Uh, Today is Henry Ford's birthday. Henry Ford, entrepreneur, founder of Ford Motor Company, who developed in the assembly line process for mass production. One of his first cars was the Model T Ford. He repaired watches as a teenager, and he was not an inventor of the automobile. However, he made automobiles affordable uh, for middle-class Americans by the assembly line. Born today is Henry Ford. What 1857. 1857. 1870. 1870. Frank. 79. And Barry says 57. It was 63. He gets the points. Four to nothing to nothing. Come on. A little competition, please. You guys, there's two left. You guys are going to have to have two points on each one in order to tie. It can happen. It can happen. It can happen. (laughs) Okay. Happened this classic day. It happened this classic day. Okay. And this is actually a, a slam dunk for you. It should be if you if you think properly. But it's going to Chuck. All right. George Steinbrenner is forced by Commissioner Faye Vincent to resign as the principal partner of the New York Yankees for hiring Howie Spera to get the dirt on Dave Winfield. Does that make sense? Yes, yes. it does. Not a big sports fan, but I know this is New York Yankees. And on this day, George Steinbrenner was forced by the commissioner to resign as a partner of the New York Yankees. And had something to do with Dave Winfield to try to get the information out. Chuck, what do you think? I mean, I remember remember the event uh, as a baseball fan. This is a blind guess. Completely blind guess. 1985. 85, he says. Frank. 94. 83. 83. Chuck Morrison gets the point. Okay. It was 1990. Wow. 1990. So, Chuck, you get a point. We don't have a shutout here, but we have one more question. Welcome to the party. (laughs) Thanks. One more question. Yankee fan should have got it. Okay, Frank. Happened this classic day. Jimmy Hoffa disappears from the parking lot of the Manchus Red Fox Restaurant in Bloomfield, Michigan a suburb of Detroit, at about 2.30 p.m. and was never seen or heard again. This classic day, Jimmy Hoffa disappears, basically. Never heard again. Jimmy Hoffa. He was at a a restaurant, the Manchus Red Fox Restaurant in Michigan, and he disappears, never to be seen again. What day? 72, 1972. 75. 75. I'm glad I wrote this down. Going under, way under, 23. 23. 
Somebody's got two points. Barry. And it's Barry Stein. Barry Stein. Barry Stein. This is a monumental. AKA. Six to Google. one to zero. He did not Google. His paper is covered. I'm uh, sitting right next to him. I did watch Hoffa the other night, though. There we go. This classic day in classic history was brought to you by Classic Cigars, which is grandfathered in, by the way. Uh, and <coughs> it's available right now at twoguyscigars.com. And anybody else who bought it at the IPCPR, because we put it out there for everybody, uh, celebrate today with a classic cigar. And a reminder once again, uh, the idea was to run this forever on your birthday, but coming to any Two Guys Smoke Shop location, Salem, Seabrook, or Nashua, on your birthday or before August 8th, which would be August 7th. On August 7th, it's a Sunday. If it's your birthday after August 7th to December 31st, come in on that day to any of the stores. They will cut and light a free happy birthday cigar for you for the very last time. Speaking of last time, next week we got Eric Newman coming on the show. We have a um, dinner we're going to have with him. It's going to be called The Last Supper. It's the last time the, the dinner is for free. You're going to buy a box of his cigars now. You get a free ticket to the, to the event. You're going to get a free dinner provided by us and a free dinner and all the cigars provided by Eric Newman, which will include a cigar made for Eric Newman himself to hand out. He will hand it out for the first and last time ever. And it's going to be a 19, in 1895 Perfecto, Connecticut, Diamond Crown that has never been out before and will never be given out again. Mm. This is a very special cigar. Um, I haven't even tried it myself. Uh, it'll be there at that night along with the launch, the worldwide launch of the Diamond Crown Black Diamond. It's next week. We're going to have them on the show, and we're having dinner that night. Have so. you tried the Black Diamond, the official, the new Black Diamond? Did you get a chance to try it at the show? You know, I did not um, because I smoked the America when I yeah. was with him. Um, and, but I do have the Black Diamond with me with a band on it and everything <laughs> because that's what everybody had. They gave me one of those. I put it in my pocket. The other one, which I was ready to light up. He said, don't light that. Let me get a cigar for you. He comes out back with an unbanded cigar. Just let me know what you think. It's the America. It will not be there, I don't believe. He says I got some surprises for you. Who knows? Who knows? The, so the yep. band on the Black Diamond is very different. Mm. I mean, if you look at some of the, the Diamond Crown cigars, they utilize colors of red, mm. yellow. This was a blue band. Yes. Very different. Very it different. Dark royal blue almost. Yeah. And this is it. I mean... This is it. I'm very excited to try the, this. The outside packaging, beautiful. I'm on I mean, this, this was uh, very, very planned, many, many years uh, of being planned, and here it will be, uh, the launch next week. We're going to have Eric in the stores on Friday. He's going to be in the Nashua store and the Seabrook store in the morning, yeah. Nashua store uh, in the afternoon tonight, and um, then we'll follow it up on Saturday here um, with him in the store during the day. At night is the Last Supper, and that's it. Next time uh, we're on the show, um, really the world stops at that point. The cigar world stops after that dinner, and that's it. Yeah. Whatever has, has been there, that's it. Don't look forward to the next release. What's new? The, the most common question asked in cigar shops across the country, what's new? And apparently at the IPCPR as well. Yeah, so next year is going to be a complete same exact thing as we saw last year at the trade show forever. I think it's going to really hurt the trade show. Yeah. Why go? Nope. You know? Exactly. It's going to be a lot of... It's the mentality anyway. I, I think anybody that missed it missed the greatest show. And uh, I, I want to say something about the IPCPR. I'm officially off the board of directors. I did two, three-year stints with a year break in between because you have to. You can't be on 
time and time again. And Congress uh, should take a note from that page, by the way. Really? Just saying. And, um, you know, I, I, I'm honored that they asked me, will I come back? And the answer was no, uh, that they even asked me to come back. Uh, but I will tell you this, that I know there's a lot of retailers out there that don't think that the IPCPI does a lot. It's a trade show and that's it, which is completely not true. Uh, I think they got it this year because I got a lot of high praise from manufacturers and retailers themselves. But I know there's some misbelievers out there that the IPC doesn't work, work like crazy uh, nonstop because I was part of it, and I did. Uh, it took a lot of time away from my own business. The people that are on there, um, that especially on the executive board of that organization, they have meetings every single day, hours long. They're retailers. They have their own business. They don't get paid. Uh, it's on their own dime that they do it. It's their own time, yeah. and they do this. And there's a small group of people that, that do this for our industry. They should all be awarded uh, instead of being uh, harassed and bothered and stuff. And I was on the receiving end of it. I saw this year, and I mentioned it to them, that I finally, at the end of this thing, saw the light that people came up and said thank you. Mm. And the show is fantastic, and I know all the work that's done with the IPCPR. They see it in the lawsuit and everything that happens. Millions of dollars that are spent and that the IPCR is so important. If you didn't go, you missed a big, important event. Never mind that you get deals and promotions and you see new products, which the new products are going to go away and that's going to be there. It's our really own, the only organization we have as retailers. It's the only thing we have. And you have to support it. You have to be a supporter or you're part of the problem. There's not many of us retailers that are out there. Uh, I got the numbers here somewhere of, of uh, there's so many notes that I have here, of so many uh, stores that were there and stuff. It was over 1,000 stores that were there, but there's over 3,000 stores altogether. So two-thirds of the people uh, don't even show up. That's not good numbers. You know, and I know it costs you money to go down there and uh, hotel and everything that's there and stuff. You're missing the, you, you miss the, the camaraderie of what it is and the excitement that the goes education. on. And I think it juices you up and you come back. And I, I got notes of uh, not to do with what happened at the show of how to improve my game. Yeah. And you know how valuable that is? Of other retailers <laughs> told me how to improve my game while I was there. And I get to get that information and act on it and put it into play and move the needle. And they they choose not to do that. Join the IPCPR. Be part of it. If you're there, you're crazy if you're not. That being said, on top of that, how about the Cigar Rights of America? Mm. You know, it's mm. now, you're going to see now that manufacturers are now adding to their own price or their cost of it to help fund it because the consumer is not joining. Yeah. You know, uh, by the way, um, I don't know if you guys know this, the number one, um, they track where people join the IPCPR. And the number one tracked IPC, um, CRA, CRA, the number one tracked CRA to get new people to join. And I'm so happy and honored that it is us, the Cigar Authority, has driven more people to join the CRA wow. than anyone else. Great. As much as I'm happy about it, I'm sad because there's bigger organizations <laughs> than yep. us that it, it should be push, pushing there through. But listen, let's get behind them. Let's help them because they're helping you, the consumer. You're paying at the end, I promise you. The price is going to go from the manufacturer charging extra money to the retailer and the retailer adding it to you, and you're going to end up paying. So you got to help yourself. I'm helping you, and the manufacturers are helping you, but you got to help yourself. The the whole idea was that CRA, Cigar Rights of America, was there. It was a consumer organization Mm. to help the consumer at the end. 
and everybody's helping you except you're not helping yourself. Uh, same with IPCPR, that's a retailer's organization, and manufacturers jump in and help the majority of them help. We have a whole bunch of retailers that don't even join the IPCPR. Yeah. You know, and, and somebody else has to do it for you. And if you're good with that, I don't think you're listening to our show because our show is driving the most people to the, to the organization. So do me a personal favor. Join the CRA. That's what I'm asking. $35. It's not a lot. Yeah. We're doing this every single week and stuff. Once, $35. Do Set it for it, me. It, yeah. Do it for me. It's That's like $1.50 a show. Yeah. By the way, there were 868 domestic and international retailers in attendance, representing 868 shops, rather. So 868, six, 868 domestic and international retailers were represented. So even under 1,000. And I'm three shops. of them. I'm three. If you're yes. talking shops. So you have to, for IPCPR, you as a retailer have to pay for each shop? In the future. In the, okay. Yeah. I might be talking out of school. Maybe I can now. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> no repercussions. Uh, right now, and, and it's not about the money. It's, it's not what they're looking for the money. They're looking to be able to go to Congress and stuff and say yeah. X amount of stores or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. So if they charge me a little bit more You're happy to, to put it. each. Well, of course. Yeah, of course. Uh, but there's so many people that even have one store and say, oh, I'm going to save 500 bucks or something. Really? No. For 500, send the 500 in just so you can be counted. Yeah. You know, when the FDA comes into your store and writes you a fine for being in violation. Next week. There's nobody to turn to. At least if you're part of IPCPR. Right. Call them and say They help. can help you. Right. Yep. Right. So there's so many reasons to it. And, and I don't see the reason not to. There's so many reasons to do it, and there's no reasons not to. Maybe you should, maybe you should pitch it like you do out of A. Like, don't, yeah. Don't, don't, Here's don't. why you don't do it. You don't care about your business. Right. <laughs> you, know, you don't care. Yeah. Uh, but usually, you know, it's you buy the alarm for your house after the house gets right. broken into. Right. You buy the insurance after it burns down. That's right. Um, maybe after they get fined, the FDA has an army of people coming out on Their August words. 8th. Their words. Their words. Yeah. Trained army of people going into cigar shops on August 8th forward to try to catch you doing something wrong. Do you know what you're doing wrong? Do you even know what the rules are? If you don't, Shame maybe you. you should join the IPCBR and they'll send you a little, little uh, letter on there of uh, what to do. So that's that. Uh, final thoughts here uh, on the um, cigars you're smoking. The Andalusian Bull has a distinct flavor profile. Even though there is some similarities to the Salomon in the 1994, the band is very different from LFD, as is the, the cigar. That was my bad. Um, I, cho- here it is. Triple chocolate cake. Wow. Triple chocolate cake. Wow. Can't wait to light that one up again. Yep. It's dessert. Absolutely. This, this one is uh, the closest to Liga Pavada that I've found. Um, again, I've never been the big League of Pavada fan of all, but this is gonna this is gonna tickle the right person that likes that kind of spiciness that's going on in the cigar. Um, and I think he's got a winner here. I hope he gets to keep it going. Um, it's maybe a little too early for the market on this. Uh, you know, need, needs a little settling down. Maybe a month or so from now, it's going to be really ready. Awesome. Um, you know, this is out of the bag from Las Vegas, and, you know, it's not, it's not proper the way it is, but I think he's got a winner. And uh, eight days to the Cigar Apocalypse. Next uh, Saturday, there's going to be two days left. 
and that's going to be it. Next Monday, it's here. That's crazy. And uh, what do we do a year from now on the show talking about what? Know. You know, that's, that's what I look at. There's plenty to talk about. i got enough information to get us through the year, and enough new stuff we can talk about for the rest of the year for what, sure. What's old is new again. Right. Yeah. And uh, yeah. very interesting going to some, something like the Perdomo booth mm-hmm. and seeing La Tradition, which I loved. Uh, the torpedo of La Tradition was the cigar of the year back in coming back, yeah, '94 or whatever year that was. Um, and here it is. I didn't get to try it again, but I remember that cigar well. Yeah. And uh, all the different old cigars that I end up seeing, I'm going to see them again. Uh, and that's that. So uh, that's it. Till next week. Next week, the worldwide launch of Diamond Crowns Black Diamond. The cigar uh, made to be given out for the very last time. We're going to smoke that, too. The, the um, New Connecticut from the... It'll be one and done. So the only way you're going to end up having that cigar is to stop by Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem Saturday. And you don't have to say anything because Eric, Eric Newman is going to give that cigar away for nothing. Just come on in and come in the show and have a... We should get a crowd because it's going to be uh, free cigars... For the last time ever. Free cigars for the last time ever. It's a sad day. Yeah. Eric Newman from J.C. Newman and Fuente Newman joins us live next week in the studio right here at Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem. Until then, you've been listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Radio Network. And if you were nothing more in the past two hours, just remember when you're smoking your Tabernacle, Andalusian Bull, or Davidoff Yamasa, keep the lid end out of your mouth. We'll see you next week. tell you about a fellow named Dave and the fact I have been buying my cigars from him since 1985 when they first opened up. Two Guys Smoke Shop. Now, Two Guys Smoke Shop have three convenient locations right over the Massachusetts border in tax-free New Hampshire. Now, here's something I bet you didn't know. Two Guys Smoke Shop is America's largest cigar shop and has the largest inventory of cigars anywhere. Wait till you see this place. You're not going to believe it, all right? Now, if you like cigars, you can't find a better place to buy them than at Two Guys Smoke Shop. They're in Salem, New Hampshire, Seabrook, New Hampshire, and their new location in tax-free Nashua, New Hampshire. It is worth the ride. You can call 888-2-CIGAR-2. That's 888-2-CIGAR-2 or on the web at twoguyssmokeshop.com. The best place to buy cigars anywhere is Two Guys Smoke Shop. It's Stogie Heaven. With a million choices.